Welcome to Across the Park podcast, a football podcast on both Everton and Liverpool Football Club, produced by six mates, the three Reds, Gary, Phil and Terry, and the three Blues, myself, Millsy, Judgy and Craig. Each Monday, we release our latest show, where we discuss the ongoing matters with both teams, whether it be good or bad, opposing views, opinions, banter and debate. We are proud to be a family-friendly football podcast and you can find more about us on our website, www.acrosstheparkpodcast.co.uk. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss a show on your preferred podcast listening app and make sure you give us a follow on our social media. Twitter is Across the Park PC, Instagram is Across the Park PC and Facebook search Across the Park. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Hello, welcome to episode five of season two of Across the Park. Myself and myself, Millsy and Craig are the two blues this week. Good old fashioned tag team, two v two. Teddy is the Reds, and our, and our good friend Mark stepped in as well. Mark, thanks for joining us again. Yeah, good to be back again. Thanks. Lots to cover. Lots to cover. We've got um, a couple of draws in, in, in cup competitions. We've got it's deadline day in Europe as we're, as we're talking now. Some movements out both clubs as it seems, and some games to, to review as well. Craig, our game was first last Wednesday. 20 seconds in at Lincoln, we're wow. fearing the worst. Oh, yeah, I mean, we, we cried in, didn't we, nearly? <laughs> we, we, like, said from the off, like, it's a, is it a good or a bad time to play at a, a League One club? Yeah. And that 21 seconds in it looked like it was a terrible time to play a League One club. I'd even sat down, I was in the kitchen, I thought, I thought right, I'll just get my tea ready and I'll watch this. And I just stayed, like, next door, banging on the wall. Yeah. And I was like, they're dead, so. Yeah, they're an Istanbul play out again, or everything, the win, losing 1 0. Yeah, no, I was the same. I, I'm, I missed it. I was up, upstairs just um, sorting myself out because I was going over the uh, the road to the pub to watch it. And surprise, surprise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, it was one nil down. I was thinking, oh, I might have to get a few more pints. And in all, well, in all yeah. seriousness, there's, there's a bit of a theme here, and we'll move on to the Wolves game shortly. How pleasing was it? How we reacted? Yeah, I mean, I think as the game w- was was in play, I. I, I I think every time we went forward, we looked like we were going to score. Mm. We looked like a Premier League side against the League One side. A lot uh, indifferent to the the game that we played them in the FA Cup, where he looked actually yeah. more more dangerous, and he was a division below. Yeah. But then um, I thought, yeah, I thought we coped well because it could, could have been a potential banana skin, and I think we looked comfortable throughout the game. Even when he got it back to two two, I thought we would go on and win the game. I was on City last Thursday and, and I said to Matt, I said it was important for me that Sigurdsson and Richarlison both scored because yeah. for me, until you've got a number nine up there who can score the 18, 19, mm. 20 goals, you need Sigurdsson's goals and it's, it's very easy to look at this team and the signings of Iwobi and you know, people want to see Bernard play more central. It's very easy to say, well, Sigurdsson makes way but yeah. until our nine scores, he can't, can he? No, 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 he can't and I think he showed, I know we're going to go on to the, um, the game on uh, yesterday, the Wolves game, but just shows how important he is mm-hmm. throughout throughout the park. Like not not just like the goals he scores, but he he creates an awful lot, doesn't he? And he's 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 a he's a he's a cog in that team where yeah. that that we need. Have you ever seen a player get yellow carded for being booted up the hoop? I know, he, like he actually <laughs> didn't do anything, did he? he? Got booted yeah. up the yeah. bum and <laughs> up the bum. <laughs> <laughs> Family friendly this week. <laughs> yeah, no, he, yeah, no. And then he actually when he was like. He he'd stood up and like he was just getting dragged everywhere. And he actually didn't do anything. He actually yeah. just wanted to walk off, yeah. off the goal. He wasn't interested in the fight, was he? No, he got just like, yeah. And then he he just done like a little, little bit of a celebration with the fans. But no, yeah, it was a shocking one that from yeah. the ref. Did Delph make a difference for you? Yeah, I think. I had to, yeah, we we needed someone like him, didn't we? Someone yeah. who can take the game and 
someone who can throw a tackle in, someone who, who, who wants the ball constantly. Mm. Yeah, we've we've certainly needed a player like that, and he, he actually does look like a replacement for for Ghana guy now, doesn't he? Yeah, we said last week, didn't we? We said when he first signs, we thought he he can't be, and now we're thinking, please be, please be, and I think he he's shown that he can be as well, and mm. like with with Ghana guy. We, he was box to box and the fact that he could like he could tackle anywhere he, he put himself about and I think we've got a player like that in Delph. I think for the last two or three years we've we've seen Delph um, playing in a variety of positions for City, so yeah. we've never really known where he's best. Even though we we knew him as a central midfielder, mm. we've never really known where he what his best position is, and I think that's it's basically down to the fact that he's had a lot of quality players in front of him at Man City so he's had yeah. to be utilised wherever he could be it, it, it's very much James Milner he left Man City to go and play more central at Liverpool and I think Delph has been quoted by saying that he, he sees himself as a as a central midfield player and that could be one of, one of the big reasons he's came to Everton yeah 100% that and the fact that we're, we're, a, we're a club on the cusp of like getting into the top six so he hasn't just left to join a Crystal Palace or a, yeah. he's, he's joined an ambitious club and a club where that he thinks he can take and he can, he can do it do a difference and, and make a difference. What did you make of uh, Sadibi, the, the right back who made his debut? I thought he, he, he he's had better nights. Well, well, he's won the World Cup, and he so he certainly <laughs> had better nights. Um, I, I don't think he was quite expecting Sinsel Bang, was he? Do you know what I mean? But um, no, it's one of them. He's he's joining a, a, a totally. New it's, it's alien yeah, to him, isn't it? It? Is, yeah. it? It seemed that as well. He yeah. seemed a little bit like I don't even know where to stand. Lincoln kept playing that that little dinky ball in between him and Michael Keane, yeah. knowing they're being misunderstanding there. They were yeah. on the same wavelength. I'd like to think there's a lot more, a lot more to come. He didn't really fill me with confidence. He, he, no, he was rapid, but I was about he, to. He, t- he looked a bit like Kuko Martin, to oh, be honest. Oh, that's a great <laughs> shout, Dad. I love that. I can't have, I can't have one. Kuko, don't give me yeah, two. No, but you know he's got, he's going to have to have time, isn't he? He's, yeah. he's got pace, hasn't he? Yeah. So I mean, it's it's, it's a pathway for him to get into the team is only going to come if something happens to Seamus Coleman. I think because uh, he's the captain. Hmm. Um, let's let's see. Let's yeah, it's, I think it's one of them, isn't it? In them sort of cup games, it's it's hard to get a read on on players who are hmm. brand new, isn't it? Because you're not going in at any sort of level. It's like you don't know what you're going to get. It might be a mad pitch. It might be in mad conditions. You know, and, and they're bang up for it. Hmm. It's just a bit of a shock all over the system for the likes of him, isn't it? So yeah. it, I was wanting, I was wanting more in the respect that. Because they did target him, they didn't get a lot of joy. But you know, both their goals came from sort of crossing it towards yeah, him. Yeah. And you want your player to stand up and say, "Well, you're two leagues below us here. There's not a chance." Mm, he probably didn't know, though, did he? <laughs> <laughs> he yeah. probably didn't know. He was probably just thrust into it. Where he probably he play, thought that was good. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's bigger than I thought. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's tough. It, it's it, that's why they call it a banana skin. It's it's a classic case. I think the weekend, especially with the benefit of hindsight, looking how you just went into the weekend. You, when you get one, uh, when you get a, a, a lower down team in the cup, you're hoping that if you if you haven't managed to find form yet, or you haven't been playing well recently, he's going to stick with, you know, something like a first eleven and give them an opportunity to maybe break a duck, yeah. maybe find some rhythm, find some goals, and looking at it from outside, it looks like that's exactly what's happened. So, uh, and and I don't think it'll do, it does you any harm to either to to find yourselves in a position where the game goes tight and you are against the wall. It, it gives you t- your team an, a, an opportunity to grow together as mm. a team, when, and it is relatively new as a team. Yeah. If, you, if you look at the, the addition Silver's made, mm. uh, it certainly it seems to have helped Richarlison kick on, doesn't it? In fact, we need that. Like I said, there he needed that. He needed yeah. a goal because the first three games of the season, 
he hasn't even looked happy. No. He's looked like he's he's not happy, and then you think he looked like he had a couple on on Wednesday. Yeah, un- until he got until he got the goal. Yeah, yeah. he has he has a few like chances. He's one of those players that you you know you, you see his celebrations where he's he's doing dancing and things, and he's yeah. one of those players that he's, he's got to be happy yeah. to get the best out of him. Yeah. So so he needed that. And look, let, let's move on to to Wolves. Yeah, I mean Richarlison, you know, banging form. That's exactly what you want from yeah. from Richarlison. The one we cried in. We did last <laughs> week. We were saying not Wolves. <laughs> yeah, but to be to be fair, Wolves' system. I did play like a three four three. Yeah. And I think we, we were that good at times. We made them go to five at the back, it looked like. Yeah, it did, yeah. And Richardson was a big part of that. Yeah, I, yeah, I think I think that game, I, I spoke about it last week, games are won. Games like that are won um, with the midfield, mm. how well your midfield plays. And I thought with Delph and Gomez, I thought they were just brilliant against a, a tough Wolves midfield. They're yeah. very good technically. They're, they're, they're t- tough, like, they only look little. But they're like they're aggressive, they're and aggressive yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think the Gomez in particular, and it's a strange one because we've spoken um, off air and lads who watched the match on the telly didn't see uh, Gomez's qualities, did they? And then me and you, me we and you like came up the ground going, he's, he's man, man of the match, match yeah. <laughs> and, but I think it's, I think we've seen it as off the ball play, and, and I think Delph won a lot of second balls, which is is what what I used to do. Hmm. So po- possibly that's why he was being noticed more. But I, I just thought. After the game, Gomez had against Villa, where he was probably the worst player on the park, and mm. he was outshone by two two of their central midfielders, and it looked like he, he got a cob on with himself because he weren't the best midfielder on the park, and yeah. he's playing against three really good central midfielders at, at Wolves, and I thought he, I thought he was very good. Did you notice Delph was continually speaking to him? And I was thinking about that last night after the game. I thought that's probably the first time in his Everton career yeah. he's had that because you know. Guy wasn't the biggest talker. He was more yeah. like, I'll, I'll, I'll go and press in yeah, front yeah. and leave you to do the other bit. Yeah. Snyderman, unless he's, you know, yeah. telling everyone he's not bothered, he's yeah. not talking. Yeah, he seems like a mute anyway. Yeah, he? Tom Snyderman. Davis is not the biggest talker. We don't know anything really about Gabam and what he's yeah. going to bring. I just noticed that Delph really, really helped Gomez yesterday. You can see he's got proper leadership qualities. Mm-hmm. And and one thing that um, I, I took from when he was at City, he seemed to, like, help younger lads. And younger lads have spoke highly about how how um, self de- like speaks to them and yeah. like his qualities as a leader. And I think you can see that on the park in his first Premier League game for Everton that he, he has got all them qualities. Seeing that um, he was like shouting at Moise Keane yeah. to do more tracking and to, to do more running, and it, it got into him because he, he did after that. Well, so Keane, I mean, he forced the first goal. Yeah, without that press. The mistake doesn't happen. Yeah. I mean, it was a bad mistake. Cody and Patricio, they didn't know where each other were, and it was yeah. it was un- unfortunate for them. That'll never happen again all season for no. them. But it doesn't happen without Keane's work rate, does it? No, it doesn't. And he's, he was pressing, and and you could see that he's got that in him. I, I, he's played two or three games now where he, he obviously hasn't he hasn't found the, the back of the net yet. But when you look at these players coming o- over from from Europe, and you say they need time, he looks like he's he's. A, not, I wouldn't say an established Premier League player already, but he, he doesn't look like it's going to take him time to to mm. to get the hit the ground running because he he seems to have all Premiership qualities about him, yeah. and, uh, all the attributes you need to be a Premier League striker. You, can uh, I can I just ask on that one? I mean, obviously you're making the point there that you know that goal doesn't come without his press, but pressing's never been an issue, has it? Because even with Calvert Lewin, you've always had that work rate up there, so yeah. it's like you know it, it, it feels to me like oh you know that wouldn't have came without his press, but, but, but at the same time you'd have had that if he wasn't there. But the fear was of dropping Calvert Lewin 
that as a place that wouldn't do that. He was just going to be a Lukaku. He was going to get you 18, 19, but he's not going to give you. And it seems to me like hopefully Keane will be the goal scorer. But he's all, we didn't he's miss, we didn't miss Calvert Lewin's work yeah, yeah. yesterday because it was it was there, wasn't mm. it, Keane? But he, the thing with Calvert Lewin when he came on, we seen a little bit of a difference, didn't we? I thought mm. thought he played really well when he came up between his teeth. Yeah, yeah I thought that, he played really well. That's the benefit of having competition. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, it's it's, it's critical to a, to any team. You, people rest on the laurels even if they wouldn't admit to it. If you know you're starting the next week, but Calvert Lewin, he's been dropped out the team. You can see this new, the new kid in mm. town getting all the headlines. He's probably come on thought right. I have to. After yeah. up this and notchy, and it can only benefit Everton, can it? Well, rightfully so as well, because he he's seen three years of us bringing strikers in. Yeah, you haven't worked. I mean, Sandro, we we wanted that to work. We wanted mm. Tengtosen to work. Mm. So he he's actually been there, and he's always been brought back in it, because it, it the striker hasn't it worked. With Carragher at Liverpool, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Carragher arguably did never reach the level he reached if we hadn't tried to replace him five yeah. times. And when you look back now, some of the players, you. That we tried to replace Carragher with, you'd laugh, you'd laugh out loud. But realistically, at the time, they were on his level, or, and they and they always just kicked him onto the next mm. level. Yeah, well, I always say it about. I mean, Phil, Phil will dispute this, but we always have that argument about Jabby Alonso. Jabby Alonso was a brilliant player at Liverpool, but it was only when he got the threat of you know, you know trying to sign Barry or whatever, and yeah, there was a threat Barry, of getting yeah. sold. He had the season of his life that following <laughs> season. You know what I mean? Just just went on to another level completely. And then obviously moved away and just kept getting better and better. And maybe it was that threat of, you know, it almost like feeling spurned a little bit that sort of kicked players on sometimes. Yeah. I, I think I remember I actually ended up on the radio on the back of that because it was that come uh, the season after he tried to move Alonso on and get um, uh, Barry, Barry yeah. in. That was when everyone t- the tire turned on Rafa and there was a yeah. lot of Liverpool fans calling for his head. I remember and a mate of mine said. A mate of mine, Danny, who's a, another like a, a loyal Rafa fan, if you will, uh, he said, "Listen, I've phoned the radio up here, but I, you're going to have to talk because uh, I, he said I can't stand the flack Rafa's getting, but I can't speak on the radio, so I'm going to have to give you the phone." So you jumped on. So I jumped on, and I said, "Look, everyone was saying last season, Alonso isn't up to it. We need yeah, to replace him." At the time, Barry was flying a fill, and everyone was saying, "What a sign and what a switch! That'll be great business." As it was. Um, the, the the deal fell apart. Was he meant to go to Juventus? Someone like that. Something like that. There was a, there was yeah. something in the in in the offing with, with with Alonso, wasn't there? And then it, that sort of fell through. And then Benita said he wasn't signing Barry as a replacement. He was signing to play him on the left, and he was going to keep Alonso. But no, it, no, it, no. it it was like I'm a sort sure of replacement. We we had to get shut of Alonso to bring Barry in, yeah, so we yeah, tried yeah. to do the Alonso deal, and Alonso was not happy about it. He he demanded a, a move, and he knew he was going the season after, yeah, yeah. and he kind of played like like that. In my, well, to my to my memory, as a two fingers to Benitez because he, he tried to shoot him out the season before. But then he went, didn't he? The yeah, he went, he went to Madrid. Year, yeah. He went to Madrid. Yeah, but I I just I remember saying at the time, um, you know, people are all turning on Rafa now, but everyone was happy with the deal. It's only because he got the fire at his back that that Alonso actually turned into the next year. And it might sound ridiculous saying that about Alonso because we all remember. No, now I, I agree with it. I've said it, and, and Phil will Phil will dispute yeah. that. He'll, he'll he'll argue that with he you. He was so. not the player he, he he was the season before he left. He wasn't the yeah. player he was the season he left. He was an absolute well beater the season he left. There were, I mean, there was a bit of mitigating circumstances as well in his defence because I think he lost his half didn't he? But there was a cut, co- and he got a couple of injuries and that sort of stuff. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, not to make it an Alonso thing, but it was but just to, to highlight the point that it's you know a great, sometimes it's a great you point. need that. Yeah, well, it's a great point. And what I wanted to say as well is. Is we've already seen that with Bernard. Yeah. I mean, 
Bernard didn't shoot last season. All of a sudden, signing Zaha, yeah. and it's one 0 Bernard in the first yeah, game because yeah, he's yeah. thinking if someone's going to come in, and eventually Iwobi seems to have taken Bernard's place, and yeah. Iwobi's hit, hit the ground. Yeah, yeah. It's no surprise that all these attacking players are springing to life now that the emphasis in the team is shifting, mm-hmm. and now that they're getting um, not only um, more responsibility, but they're looking around and they're seeing blue shirts around them. Mm-hmm. Whereas potentially last season it might have been a little bit safer and a little bit less attacking. I, I look at Everton, I, I, you know, I hate to say it as a red, but I think it, it's potentially going to be a good season for Everton. I think everything's there. They could do with that striker who will start banging a few goals, but I look across the midfield, I think it's as, as good as anyone, certainly outside that top six, if not yeah. better. Well, yeah, what I, what I, I do like, with, with what's, whether it's silver or bronze, I don't know, but they seem to see what we see. Yeah. The left winger's not scoring, so replace him. The yeah. striker's not scoring, replace him. The right back's not good enough, or the backup right back. We need a backup right back. Yeah. They must be listening to us. It's, it's, the, yeah. it's the first time I'm sort of seeing. Listen to me. Yeah, like listen I'm to you, not me <laughs> or Judgy. Yeah, I think it's the first it, time I'm, I'm seeing them sort of identify with, with, with what the people in the stands are seeing as well. What you're yeah. talking about is 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 the fans being on side with the manager and the club and the everybody pulling in the right direction. Yeah. It's it's massive to any football club, and I think we've had that many bad signs at Liverpool. I, I feel like I'm just keep trying to shovel this back to Liverpool. I'm not a promise, <laughs> but there was definitely. With some of the earlier signings of Klopp, there was definitely still that suspicion that, oh, is this the right direction? Yeah, is he yeah. doing the right thing? But now, I think Liverpool fans, and it sounds like Everton to a similar extent, you kind of going to start going, actually, they're not doing too bad. Let's just leave them I to it. I don't think he's made, or the pair of them, whether it be Brands or Silver, yeah. a bad signing. No, I don't. No, and it yeah. seems like the the proper thinking about what they need and not getting rushed at, like under Walsh when we're signing six number tens. Yeah. What, for what purpose? Yeah, it feels yeah. like there's a bit, more, a bit more, more of a plan. plan. I think plan the, the one, it, yeah. I mean, let's take Mark's point on, on there where he's saying that, you know, the ingredients look like they're there for you to, to, to have a good season. I think the one sort of area that a little bit of a worry is your centre-halves, isn't it? I know yeah. Holgate came in for the Lincoln game, didn't he? I Holgate don't know how he looked, Wednesday. but you need, you're basically going to need to try and get games into him, aren't you, in case you need to call on him. Well, that's what Silver said. Silver said on a Tuesday, the day before the game, he basically told everyone Holgate was playing and he said, if Holgate's not ready to play, then we're in trouble mm. because, you know, I, I can't see there not being a chance where we, where we need them yeah. to come yeah, in because yeah. they're not going to stay fit. These two aren't going to stay fit all season. So to play Holgate was clever. It was also clever to not play him alongside Mina because Mina hasn't got the best fitness record, has mm. he? No, so no. if anyone's likely to go down, yeah. Keane or Mina, it's, it's, it's going to be, be Mina. Mina yeah. I thought you say that, but Keane had long spells, didn't he, last season, where he, he was carrying a foot injury? Or an it, was, it was two seasons ago. It, it was his first was his first seasons? season where he was out of form and he sort of said, look, I, I played through injuries because yeah. mm. the team needed me. And But yeah, I mean, back to Awobi. I think I said last week when, when he came on against Everton last season for Arsenal mm. and I seen him playing really well for, in, in that game and I thought to myself, why aren't I seeing this every week? And I feel like maybe everyone in, everyone in this room has not seen that. And now we're sort of seeing how good he actually is. Well, we, I think when he was at Arsenal, we always just seen him always a bit par player, exactly, didn't we? Yeah. I, like, I, don't, and I think Arsenal, I think we know a couple of Arsenal fans who've actually said that he's, he was played out of position played for out a position lot of his Arsenal career. Yeah. So I think the one thing that I can take from Iwobi is he's very direct as yeah. soon as he gets the ball. And, it, and it, it's a bit of a detriment to him as well because come... 65, 70 minutes, he, he did look tired, didn't he? Looked mm. really, like, tired. He got a knock as well, didn't he? Because he was yeah, trying to yeah, run a knock off. Yeah, yeah, knock off, yeah. So Probably not used to playing 90 minutes, is he? Let's be honest. Well, that's it, yeah. And that, yeah. I, 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 I hate to say it, but I, I, I feel like I call this on a Wobi. I think when Everton brought him in, he was a little bit disappointed you weren't getting Zaha. It was, it was the Zaha thing, really. I wasn't overly yeah. disappointed. Like, I did, like, give no, him a little bit I of a... I remember that, that 
that podcast, you I remember you saying, um, I'm not necessarily that bothered about how it could potentially be a poison apple. I do yeah. remember you saying that, but when they got a Wobi, I think it was a little bit understated, and it was uh, people were balking at the price. I thought that is a very very shrewd signing. Mm-hmm. He's he's done his apprenticeship. Think of the players he's trained with day in day out at yeah. Arsenal. He's going to be technically very very good, but he's coming in with something to prove. With a bit between his teeth, he's still a young player with a uh, with as best years ahead of him. Mm-hmm. And as you as you touched on earlier, I think Everton is a is a is a good ground for someone yeah, to go to. There's, el- there's elements of the Oxley Chamberlain sort of thing with us, wasn't there? Yeah. Where he was a yeah. pr- unproven a little bit at Arsenal, not quite sort of. Plays out level. of position. Plays out of position, yeah. and it's the same sort of sketch. And then he came in and got a platform at Liverpool as an attacking mid and obviously an injury curtailed it a little bit but he was on his way to really yeah. establishing himself some, so some some players slip into a niche don't they at clubs yeah and and I think um, Walcott's kind of slipped into that niche at Everton, oh, Everton where yeah, he's, yeah. he's like a peripheral player and it's people see him as an option off the bench now he didn't even get on the bench on Sunday did no didn't make the bench he's, he's got to be he's got to have a serious look at himself if, if he doesn't want to if he can't look at this situation now at Goodison and say this is what I come for because surely he didn't come to just spend the rest of his career no, on the bench. He, he didn't. Surely he joined Everton the same reason as you said Delph has joined because they're, they're a common force. They're a, they're a club under a new manager with a new direction. Um, surely this is this is what he was hoping for when he signed. So if he can't get on board with this, what? what I, what, I think what that, you that as well shows the the strength and depth that Everton have now got in four positions that Walcott can't even get in the eighteen because he get other than the top. You know the top sides. He could in every eighteen well, in the, in the Premier League. Just sure. a damning uh, verdict on what he's looking like in training. Yeah, but was, but it's his end product. Though he missed, he missed the game against Villa. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If he'd have scored that, and it went one-one, and Everton held yeah. on. All of a sudden, wow, you mm. got Walcott to come off the bench and actually yeah. make a difference. Yeah. Yeah. And he balloons it, and you think you can't rely on him. You can't rely on him to go on and save a game, which is what you want your attack and substitution yeah, yeah. to do. To yeah. do. Yeah. I mean, Craig, just before we do move on to the Liverpool game, for me. The way we came back from conceding, it was like a boxer being punched yeah. and then punching right back. That, that's yeah. impo- an important trait to have in any team, never mind a young team. Yeah, no, it was it was it was good day to watch. It was a, it was an entertaining game to be honest. And and even when they got back into the the game, t- well, twice, you you just sort of knew we had something else to give. And like even that two two, and you you didn't know your heads can sort of go. You know, we, we've been in that position before, but you sort of knew there was going to be another chance. For Everton because mm. it was pretty end to end all game and it, it was it was a it was a good advert for the Premier League mm. and we don't say that too often with Everton do we but <laughs> no it's it, it was and I was I was very pleased with with the performance and and the way we we, we stuck back would you Sorry. keep would you keep that team as it is now I know there's no games to preview but I'm, I'm talking for the maybe especially the first half of the season is that Everton's best eleven I played yesterday for you it is as well but. The substitutes that came on, Calvert Lewin and and um, Bernard didn't do themselves any harm when they came exactly, on. Yeah. They, they they showed a lot of they showed a lot, didn't they? So, I mean, yeah, I mean, maybe tweak Bernard. In, in, you, in you sort of want Bernard in the team yeah. because we we know what he what he's got about. But it's it's certainly food for thought, isn't it? With the with the attacking players we've got now, and and touching on what Mark said before, I think it's a good time to to be in it, like. I think we're on the cusp of something. I think there's a taking Liverpool and Man City out of the equation. I think third, fourth, fifth, sixth is there to be got off for like for more than just yeah. the usual suspects. I think the likes yeah. of the ever. I mean, I know there's going to be certain Liverpool fans that are laughing at me comments <laughs> here, but I, I think for the likes of the Everton's, the Leicester's, the the Wolves's because the Wolves are are a decent side. I think the 
there's positions there to be fought for. I don't think what you're saying is out of the realms of possibility because I, I don't think... I think it's fair to say Arsenal inconsistent, United certainly are. Tottenham, Tottenham have started the season poorly by their standard. Having said that, Tottenham tend to start poorly, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. stronger, but typically they've started poorly. Look at Chelsea, you know, Tammy Abrams scored them a couple of goals last two games. But for those, were they really that, that good in those no. games? Chelsea are the ones who are going to be like a stone this season into, uh, into I a think deep Man United. They're not good enough. I think Manchester United. Yeah. I Man looked at Man really United. Poor. I think Solskjaer's I th- days are seriously numbered <coughs> and all this flirting with Pochettino. I think this could be something yeah. in that. Well, I think with uh, mm. with Man United as well, if they if they don't go a goal ahead, I think they struggle. They're very laboured side. Yeah. I think if they went one, I think if they went one nil down to Southampton, I don't think they'd have come back from it. Hmm. The other day, well, I, I think for me it all depends on if we can get our striker scoring because there was times last season where we would have won games with with a striker scoring. Yeah. Yesterday we got one of our attacking players scoring with Charleston, and, and he pu- he pulled it out the bag. Yeah, he got yeah. two, as you're right. He pulled it out the bag. We know Sigurdsson can do that, but they just can't do it over 38 games. They proved that last season. Mm. And for me, I agree. I think what you've just said there, there's definitely weaker. T- the teams above us aren't as strong as uh, as they once were two or three years no. ago. There's a gap in there, but you know, it's for me, it's whether you can get you to get the goals to overtake those teams. Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of the tops like Tottenham, they've only got Kane really, haven't they? Because they've lost Lorente. If they lost, if they lose Kane for the period that they lost them for last season, yeah. they haven't really got them. They've it, got it, more to come, to come in. Everton's defense stays strong, which it has been arguably from the back end of last season. You don't necessarily have to break the bank for goals. You can. You can win games by by keeping clean sheets. Mm. I mean, all right, everyone wants to see loads of free flowing football, but y- you know you don't ha- you don't need to score three to win a game if you've got a solid defence. The yeah. other thing is, uh, up until <coughs> last week's game, you 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 know you were struggling for goals. That cup comes along, you get you get a half full of yeah. goals, and now all of a sudden you've got free seven scoring. in two games. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, nice. two happy blues here. So let's move let's move on to the Reds. I'm sure the Reds are just as happy. Terry, you said last week on the show that. You didn't think it would be a, a real walk in the park. It'd be a fight. I, I'll be honest with you. I didn't see a lot of the game. Did you have to win the fight first, or was it just a difference in class? No, I, I, well, I think it was a bit of both. To be honest, I think you know, it, it, it's one of them games that you know you, it's a tough place to go, and you're not going to have it all your own way there. You know, they're a very physical, robust side, and they'll put it about you and kick you and do all the the, the naughty <coughs> bits and that. And I think we've seen that, but the really pleasing thing for me was we sort of you know you read you read that that phrase you've got to earn the right you know, to go and play there. Yeah. And we did. I think we stood up well to it. You know, and I, it was nice to see that our players, we, we didn't shake from it. We sort of said, all right, well, we'll match it with that, the aggression and, you know, the physicality. But then we've got another level to go to, and we went to it. And it was just like, and I think Ashley Barnes came out and said, they're going to take some stop on them. They're a better side than what we played last year. You know, I think it was 4-2 in the same fixture last season, yeah. weren't it? <coughs> You know, when we just I know we got the fluke first start and goal, but after that it was like, you know, it, 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 you could see there, w- there was a difference in, in, in class. What, in, what in I did want to ask you, I'll move on to you, Mark. I mean, Uni Emery's comments through the week where we, we don't want to play Liverpool. Um, Ashley Barnes has came out um, after the game on Saturday and he's basically said, watch out, Premier League. These comments are being being cycled out all the time. Is that 1-0 Liverpool already going into some, some games mentally? Teams are looking at us going, I, I don't want to play these. Yeah, I, I understand the, the question, but I don't necessarily think that... I think people are smart enough and Liverpool's strengths, especially on the back of a Champions League win, but not just that, the, the points total that they racked up last season and they, they took some scalps last season... I think people are all well aware of it. I think Liverpool are massively bigged up in the media. Um, mm. p- 
people say because it's Liverpool, but I think it's just because of the attitude of the players and the approach of the team and the way they play that attack and football that everybody wants to see the team playing. Um, team seems to fear you now. I'm not saying that they shouldn't because you, you obviously are yeah. a, a world-class side, but there's players now who are saying, thank God I've just played them and don't have to play them again. There's managers going, I can't be bothered with this game. I think, the fear yeah, factor's in play, the, isn't it? The problem is, it's... You're you're at a club. I think Liverpool and City. It's fair to say are on a different level as it's at the minute. Mm. And I think at any club, you're especially at this early in the season. Your hope is to start building momentum. And what Liverpool are is a momentum ruiner. Mm. That you could be starting to edge games that last season you were drawing, or starting drawing games that you were losing, and you could just go there at City or Liverpool and get walloped four nil. Mm. And you've kind of got to now prepare your players mentally and and. Again, I don't want to speak out of turn because, you know, Liverpool, for me, I'm still not too far away from us dropping silly points that I think that we're just all powerful and we're going to roll over teams. But it's, it, I understand why you're saying they're going to take some stopping because, for me, now Liverpool, when they're so well organised that even when the flare players aren't on, on blob, it's just they're so difficult to score mm. past, to get past. Yeah. They're so... Un, like, they're so the players work so hard and we've got that screen of Fabinho who's just been absolutely He was absolutely massive in that game. Ah, he's, he's outstanding. Carragher touched on it after the match that he said Liverpool, even though Fabinho's not a new player, they didn't start last season with him in the team. Yeah. So we finished with him and if you look at the running at the back end of last season, it was un, unmatched at Liverpool. And then you look at um, starting the season with him and how we've started. I just think well, we, we can wins mix on the bounce now, aren't we? Yeah. You know club I mean? records, club record, yeah, thirteen yeah. wins on the bounce. So you know, it speaks to itself. As he came into the side, the, the sort of November sort of time, and then into that Christmas period, and we won eight and eight, and the momentum was there. You know, right through the second half of yeah. the season, and as you say, we're carrying into the first half. I'm not saying it's all him, but he's a massive part of it. I think, you know, he, at his role, I don't think there's anyone better than him in the prem at the moment. No, I, th- I think that's fair to say. Yeah, I think you you'd, you'd probably look at Rodri at City, who's made a decent start, but. I still think it's 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 a little bit too early as it stands to compare him. I I, I wouldn't swap him for anyone personally. No. I, I think he's brilliant and and I think what what comes over time and it's something that you know I alluded to with with, with Everton is when you go through trials and tribulations as a team, especially as a new a new growing team, you, you get knocks, but. You, you get closer as a team and you learn what each other's made of and you learn how to react to situations and it's something that Klopp has talked about since he took over at the club mm. about always growing together yeah, as a team. Yeah, character building, isn't it? Yeah, and, and, and togetherness. I think now Liverpool, it, it looks to me like, look at the, the Champions League final as a prime example, Terry. We did not turn up on the day. No, but still managed to find what we needed to find They never to get had a chance. To, yeah. Was it 77 minutes, their first shot yeah, on goal and Liverpool yeah, yeah. didn't turn target, up? Yeah. No. Yeah. Do you think that's rubbing off on, on the fan base as well? I mean, because I'll, I'll go back to when you nearly won the league under, under Rafa. You were desperate for that Premier League. You're almost anxious. That Rodgers one where you just ran City yeah. close again. The sky were like zo- zo- zooming in on your fans, greeting the coaches. And it was like a desperation. We've got to win this. To me now, you used to sit in here. I, I know he's outside the pod and other Liverpool fans. He's more calm. He's yeah. not anxious. And, and I think we talked about it last season. You know, it felt like. The team had sort of disciplined the fan base, you know, because particularly at Anfield, you know, them anxious moments where it was like, oh, no, ball's going back to the keeper, oh, everyone's like making them noises. That just sort of started to stop, you know, mm. and they'd earned the trust of the fans, and the fans were like, well, we're watching a team here that's a serious side. 
And it, it did discipline us. You know, you sort of started to trust that this team would just find what's needed to get wins. And we did. You know, we lost one yeah. game last season. So it's like in the league, that is. So, you know, it, 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 the, the fans have to give the team that respect and basically sh- and, and that trust because they have it and the right to have it. And I think, you know, to go back on your point that you, you, you made before, a team's in the league now doing it. We mentioned that last season as well. I don't think we started to get that respect the way that City did where teams are just turning up expecting, you know, let's just keep it respectable. Mm. We, we I don't think we quite got that until around Christmas. But the back end, second half of the season, I think we definitely did. Teams were basically expecting to get walloped or, you know, just get out with a respectable scoreline. And I think we, we've carried that into this season. And Mark's mentioned it there, the Champions League final. We had a question in from, from, from a listener today. We have grown as a side. There's a maturity about the team. And I think the fact that now they're starting definitely. to put some trophies in the cabinet, I, you know, I think everyone, they're all looking around and looking at each other saying, we're winners. You know, we're, we're winners. Let's let's be confident in ourselves, and I think you can mm. see that confidence and that ex- you know is is just bubbling away under that team. I can just see it with you. You've always seemed in the past ten years to me desperate. Now you're just like calm, and you maybe it's a bit of a trust that it, that it eventually come. I don't want to put you on a spot and jinxes. Well, I do really, but <laughs> I know you're not going to bite. Well, but you you sort of seem like we've just got our, trust that our it will generation, come. Arguably, um, I haven't seen this before, mm. so. I, uh, certainly there was a there was a moment for me last season where I just went, you know what, if they win it, they win it, if they don't, they don't. But it's they deserve to win the title. So let you know, let them go out. I'm not gonna criticise them if they, they drop three points in the last fifteen mm. games. it's ridiculous form that they've showed. I think they've earned the trust of the team, as Terry says. And I, I, d- I don't know, like I, I, I often find myself when I, when I'm saying something that it sounds outlandish, like we're going to turn this over or do this or this. I, I hate to come across as arrogant, something that gets levelled at Liverpool fans all the time, especially by you blues. But <laughs> I don't, I don't, I'm not saying it as like a, as a slight on anyone else. I mm. just genuinely believe in the team. Looking at them, if you, isn't it, isn't it frightening to look at Salah and Mane? Um, and Firmino at each other. Oh well, yeah, them two arguing in a match where you clean them up. Yeah, exactly. It's just, and that, how do you breed that in a team? How do you breed mm. a team where the you know, you've got for you've got Firmino running back a hundred yards to, to our centre half, trying to t- trying to tackle their forwards, scooping p- the ball over players' heads on the edge of the box, at attempting half volleys, and then you've got him us bursting forwards, and he can go left or he can go right or he can have a shot himself, and that's that's wave after wave after wave in the mm. game, and then you come off the pitch. And they all want to fight each other. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> it's true. nuts, no, isn't the, it? The, there's, a, there's a fierce streak there, you know, that, that I think, you know... There's competitiveness. There's competitiveness yeah. and, you know, and, and it's a team of winners and that's what you want to see. It and looks and like healthy competition and it's what you... Yeah. you know, I think there's a strong team ethic there and team spirit yeah. and that, that comes from Klopp. I think he set that from, from day one, hasn't he? But, you know, it, it, it is refreshing to see and I know what Mark's saying. We always want to sort of caveat everything we say. You feel like you've got to sort of go, I'm not trying to be too arrogant or I too know, confident yeah. and you feel like you've got to keep doing that. But, you know, at some point, you've just got to go. We're a good, we're a boss side. You and don't, then, you, you know, don't want to see us fans though with a Mane Salah instance. You just don't want to see that. Uh, well, listen, it, it's one of them. You I know. don't think it's damaging. I, I wouldn't mind three 0 up 
and Richarlison and Sigurdsson having that type of like drive, and uh, I, w- I wouldn't mind that. I think it was quite there's funny. A, there's a difference in, in what you're saying there and to what Mane done. It was like three players had to calm him down. It was like that could have waited until the dressing room. He could have walked down a tunnel and just well, took it, five minutes, it, but he was like, What does that matter? It's, it's, it's live on Sky Sports I, I, at half five, and he's like, Yeah, but it's so what? He's, you know, he might be, he's an emotional player, and, it, and you know, it's just unfortunate that the camera was on him because we were making a substitution right at that point. Because otherwise, that might have happened ten times. You've never Listen, seen if it. it. If it, it would have happened know. in the changing room, it could have been boots flying. And, mm. and and like serious like who's to say it's not something that happens regularly in the no, yeah. no, no, for me that just, that just yeah. goes against a little bit the whole togetherness thing if they're on camera arguing no no yeah but but to take your point there because and we'll, we'll get on to it because you know we've got to discuss it so you're saying that there it goes against the togetherness thing but then when you see them walking down the tunnel and Bobby for me he always doing little cheeky smiles smile, as if yeah. like you're on these two actually, so I was told because I, I don't actually follow any of them but I, I Salah posted it on his own social media, That's the video it, yeah. of them two in the tunnel and Firmino pulling the face yeah, yeah. with a load of laughing faces. So he's obviously immediately trying to, you know, defuse it a little bit. And Milner's done the same. Milner's done a post today, hasn't yeah. he? Basically saying, you know, like, oh, I thought it was because I, I weren't getting on as a sub or vice versa. Because Cl- like Klopp or the backroom staff would have had a word there straight yeah. away. Yeah, of course they would. Th- you know. But I know what you're touching on, no, Mills, because. I think that there is also an, another element. There's another way of looking at it, Terry, and that is that. Liverpool have built a team out of prospects. Well, it's going a little bit too far saying prospects, but players who all needed to step up a level to to, yeah, to be world players cl- who became class. world class at Liverpool yeah, yeah, as yeah. opposed to being signed world class. Yeah, and now we've got a team, and we're all saying they're looking around and they're all winners. We've got a team, but with success becomes ego. Yeah, with yeah. success yeah. comes no entitlement, doubt. and I don't think entitlement in terms of work rate, but maybe they're getting people now all individually in their ears saying. You're, this how important you are to the club. Why aren't you the main man? Why aren't they singing yeah, for you? I, I, why aren't? Why isn't he putting you on the penalties? Mm. Why aren't you? You know, and and that that can creep into a team it, it of, can, of top players. But I look round and I look at the names who are running that dressing room: Jordan yeah. Henderson, James Milner. You know what I mean? Van Dijk, Wayne Aldum. Who they're the two sort of vice captains. Klopp himself. There's no way that them players, any of them, are them type of players who I don't think can have can get a grip of that. And, you know, we're getting all the, all the media attention because the Mane Salah thing because they never scored a goal. You seen Aguero got took off the other day and absolutely yeah. bollocked Pep Guardiola. Yeah. They were having it on the touchline and then Guardiola's, you know, dismissing him and all mm. that. Yeah. And then it's all lugs afterwards. It's one of them. It, it, it happens at top level, real top elite level. People are competitive the, and yeah, you, they the want driven. to be, yeah. you know, they want to be the best. And we've seen Marnie step into the shoes as the main man and he lives up to it. So he's obviously got that character who, who loves that sort of, you know, likes that himself so I, I've got no problem with it listen yeah. goal scorers want to score goals sure yeah, that's no, all that's I'll say it, yeah. like, I, I'm, I'm 100% there's with you there like, to have, isn't it? but one player that we, we haven't really spoke about yet was um, probably man of the match was Firmino how good is that man yeah, he's absolutely you know, we, 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 I, we can't say enough superlatives about him on this podcast I mean, we've said this from day one when we first started the pod and, and I think it's took a while for other t- other other fans of other teams to maybe see how integral he is to our system. I know you sort of mentioned it, Millsy, haven't you? Where it's like you always talk about the system, mm. and when we done it like a you know a select Premier League eleven or I whether think whether what it was, it was we we done a select Premier League last season. I think I was pushing that. I said Aguero would like get in, and you okay. wouldn't. I, was like, I couldn't. I couldn't get it. Yeah, yeah. But I think now you know t- pl- other, other t- fans of other teams are seeing how crucial that man is to the way that we mm. play he's a 9 he's a 10 he's, a, he's an 8, an eight. He's I've never seen a striker injury tackling so much no same yeah. he's, he's just like I, I, I put it um, in, in the group I think yesterday I, like I think he's the best player in the league I think 
I, I, he's well. I I'd say him. I'd say he is the best player. Email this week. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. No, Mills, he's been getting it. Hazard, left. I think he's. I'd have him over Hazard. Any day of the week. The way he started this season, um, it, he's showing he's showing a step up in form for yep. me. I, I think, or or definitely a step up in consistency. I think one thing that's been levelled up for me, you know, something me, me dad has, has said about him a few times in the past is that you can see after ten minutes whether he's on or he's yeah. not. Yeah. And sometimes you might as well take him the off. Thi- the thing with that. Gone. The thing that with that as well, though, even if he's not on it, he never shies away. He's always asking. Yeah, for that he'll ball. always craft and he'll always want the ball. And just being on the pitch, even if he isn't on his top form, you can't take your eye off him, can you? Because no, he's just a constant yeah. menace. So you know he, he causes problems even if he isn't on form. But I I think you know if if if, if you're doing a straw poll of who's being the best, you know you mentioned before the podcast, Mark, who's being our best player this season? You're probably saying him, and he hasn't yeah, even yeah. scored a load of goals. But mm. you know, it just. The enthusiasm and the infectious way that he plays, it's lifting everything at the moment. Every, every yeah, game, he's, he, he's even lifted me, and I'm saying he's the best <laughs> player in the league. I know. <laughs> Sit down, Craig. I know. <laughs> Teddy, was it, was it a Trent goal or was it an own goal? Uh, if it was a Trent goal, it was a bit of a mad one, man. But uh, I think, you know, it, it, for me, it was a cross. You Did you clap I mean? on, on the telly after it when he told him it wasn't his goal? Yeah, he was yeah. like, What? No, so it was pretty late. Wow. Back yeah, it, I think he, he was sheepishly he celebrated it, but it was like, He said it was a cross. It was a cross. And he weren't, on t- weren't going to be on target where you can give mm. it to him anyway, you know, because the way he shaped the ball and the way he hit it, it was, it was clearly a cross. So it's one of them, innit? But, you know, Will it is what it is. Yeah, he does on the fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> so he knows all about that. Yeah, Chalk another one up. But um, but no, overall, you know, the the, the game, it, it was a tricky fixture going into the international break. And, you know, it, it was another chance to sort of, you know, not not bank points against City, but, you know, bank points against Spurs, who's dropped points there and yeah. stuff again. And we've gone there to Turf more difficult place, put 3-0 up, and we're going into the international break, looking forward to the Newcastle game, no? Clean sheet for Adrian Another Adrian clean sheet well. for Adrian. Yeah, and you know what, he I mentioned him. He made a decent him, save, didn't he? He, he, did, he, yeah. he? He's good on one-on-ones, mate, but I mentioned it on the pod last week, what I did want to see him is him playing with it in mad areas with the ball on his feet with Ashley Barnes, who's a menace. And it, I thought it was noticeable, not that he listened to our podcast, by the way, but he, does, yeah, he was booting it. <laughs> he, there, was a, there was a couple of, you know, just clearing his lines and yeah. not, not farting about, so... I was glad to see that because it was it was just something that was was niggling at me before the game. So yeah. it was it, it was nice to see. And now I think Allison's on the recovery trail and he's meant to be due back not long after the he international won't get break. Back so in, will he? well, you know, it's one of them. He, he might have to uh, earn his place. But um, but does, no. the, does the table mean anything right now? This early does it mean anything? Uh, in the grand scheme of things, no. But psychologically, I think it does. You're going into the fifth international break. You're sitting at the top. You know, you've already stole two points on City, and we played Arsenal, who were, you know, one of the other perfect records at the time. We played Burnley. That's a difficult fixture. Southampton away is a traditionally difficult fixture, I think, mm. for some teams, and yeah. especially with Man United. Yeah, man, you struggled there. So, you know, there's a couple of games there that I think we can look at and say, you know, it's not too bad actually. Like, you know, I I think it does it it does say something and. You know, given that we've heard the news that Laporte might be out for an extended spell and stuff, maybe City will be looking at it thinking, no, Liverpool are just winning games here and sort of, you know, we're making them chase us from early on and see, let's see what they whether they like that, you know what I mean? Because mm. it's traditionally been the other way around, doesn't it? So I think October fuse looks a bit tricky, doesn't it? That's yeah. where you've got two or three of the top half teams on the bounce. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, you know, there's, there's, there's obviously staying tests to come and I don't think it... You can just, you can say anything about the league on the second of September, but yeah. it's just nice to see we're top and you know a perfect records and be going to the international break. Happy. I think if you're Spurs, if the league matters at this stage of the season, yeah. their fans are that the, 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 the They're already seven points behind the top, and yeah. how how are they going to make seven points up on on 
on Liverpool. You, yeah. just, you can't see if anything you can see Liverpool and City cutting spares loose this season and, and maybe it becoming a, a th- it will be a two horse race. I'm convinced that I think you'll cut a lot of teams off by come November. Mm. I think there'll there'll be that much of a gap, but I th- like I said before, I think I Not think everyone. everything else is to play for. I think hundred percent. Yeah. The, there's teams. There's so many teams in the league now that on the day can beat each other. Yeah. I think they've all got well, look at Leicester. I think Leicester have made they're the Leicester start of the season. Yeah, really they're good. Looking really good, really good balance, dangerous in attack, looks solid in defence. Youth, youth yeah, side. Yeah. So. Good old Rogers, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he did have it after all. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well the the Reds are confident of or looking to be confident of success this season. One Reds who is confident of, of, of success on on his uh, phone and every week and we've got a, a upcoming night with him that we hope you join us for. Right, Reds, you've been asking about a live Liverpool event and it's time we delivered. Across the Park Live for Liverpool fans is now here. An evening with one of Liverpool's finest strikers and local legend, John Aldridge. From non-league football to being in a part of the attack and one of the greatest sides in Liverpool's history and English football in general, John's lived every boiled Reds dream. Join us as we sit down with Aldo in the shadow of Anfield at the Church Pub on Oakfield Road to discuss his career, the highs, the lows, the inside stories from one of Liverpool FC's best-loved players. The evening itself is hosted by Neil Fitzmorris, a star of stage and screen and one of Liverpool's favourite comedians and actors. Tickets are priced at £35 and are available now on the website at acrosstheparkpodcast.co.uk. Alternatively, you can get them behind the bar at the Church Pub on Oakfield Road. Each ticket includes a hot and cold buffy, a free drink on arrival and there'll also be a raffle with some great prizes available. Tickets are limited in availability so make sure you act fast so that you don't miss out. We look forward to seeing you there on the night. Mr. John Aldridge, uh, tickets on sale at acrosstheparkpodcast.co.uk. If you go to the top of our website, there's an events page, uh, very secure payment methods on there. I mean, there's tickets behind the bar like you did on the advert there at the church, at, at home games, especially at home games when the, when there's you know Liverpool fans are in the thousands around there. But we we would stress that we prefer you to get them on on the website. Don't don't be taking cash down to the church and be disappointed when it's sold out because. You know, tickets are, tickets are flying out at the minute, and we, we don't want you to be disappointed. We want as many reds there as possible, don't we, Terry? Absolutely, yeah. You know, as Millsy said, you know, they are going out quick, and whilst there are tickets there at the Boozer, um, you know, you can get them now via via PayPal on the website. So don't don't muck around because you know, it, as Millsy said, they are selling fast. And I have mentioned previously, you know, that if if, if you've got if you're scared to use PayPal and you can't get down the church, th- there is a contact on our form, a contact form on our website as well, so you can email us or contact us and. You know, we'll 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 do our best to get you the tickets if that's the only sort of way that you can do them. But don't mess about because you know it is limited availability. It's going to be a great night, as we mentioned. We've got Neil Fitzmorris there as well as Aldo, and, and you know, make sure that you get your ticket. Free scram, free well, scram, hot and cold buffy. Scram, yeah, yeah, yeah. And free, free, bo- free free drink as well. Free isn't drink it? on arrival, and there'll be a raffle as well. Some great prizes in the raffle if you want to participate in that. So it will be a good night. You know, don't mess don't mess around. Get your tickets. Don't don't forget as well. It's on the eve of a home game, isn't it as well? Yeah, because so the, it's a the, good the Leicester big game for Reds. Yeah, you know, we've just been speaking about Leicester there. It's a big game. Um, Leicester at Anfield, so you know, it, uh, uh, there'll be a lot of Reds over. Um, you know, as, as we know, we we do, we do have a big following, and, mm. and there'll be a lot there in the home games, and they'll be looking for things to do on that Friday night as well. Yeah. So we fully expect to sell the event out. Yeah, yeah. You can just roll out the church and into Anfield, can't they? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll be rolling out the church and over. <laughs> Craig, one of our friends at Since1878, to call it UK, Paul Cronin, top lad, he's given us some tickets to give away for the Leon Osborne night, which is this Friday, yeah. 6th of September at the Sylvestrian. Tickets are still on sale. Go on Twitter, Since1878.co.uk, or co.uk, sorry, on Twitter. Craig, all our competition winners have been notified. We have, we, yeah. we have some, some tickets to give away, and we're going down to... 
you know, Paul's very kindly letting us talk to Leon Osman as well. So yeah. looking forward to that. Yeah, I am. Yeah, that, it, like I don't know how long we've got with him, but it'd be nice to get some insight of a, a player who's only just finished the game, really, yeah. relatively three, four, three or four seasons ago, and. Yeah, being interesting. One he's going to be on stage. I think Darren Griffith is going to compare it. So there's going to be a 90 minute stage show, and then ourselves, we'll have a little bit of time with him as well. It, I would stress it's not going to be an across the park extra. If, if any blues and reds who listen to those know we go in depth and we go yeah. sometimes two hours on them. It's not going to be that. Teddy, we might get that on one of the upcoming weekly shows, maybe, like we did with Neville Southall. Yeah, it's probably going to be, I don't know, a 20 minute, half hour chat, isn't it? Mm. Um, whatever time you can steal with. with with Osman and um, you know we, what we'll probably do as opposed to releasing it for a standalone extra which it won't really stand on its own two feet we we probably will drop it into one of the weeklies as Millsy said which we mm-hmm. did with the South Hall one yeah and if any Blues want us to ask anything in particular get us on yeah. Twitter across the park PC or Instagram across the park PC Facebook just search across the park if you want to if you want us to ask Leon something you know let us know and we'll certainly try our best yeah definitely you, you were part of an Across the Park Extra with uh, Farmer Michael and Kathleen. Yeah, got released this got week. Got released yeah, this week finally. and we've had some really, really nice messages. People are enjoying it. Yeah, it was a, it was a good one to record. I really enjoyed it and listened to it myself and it's just chaos. It's just madness, but it, it was it was it was very good. Like I, I wasn't think. part of that, and I think I messaged you when I listened to it, and I said, "It sounds like you were all just best mates having a drink." It's, yeah, it's yeah, really that's friendly. It, that's what it felt like. Well, we were on his beds for the starters <laughs> with, his, with his white, with his with his beard, uh, Kathleen. And it was. It was. Pretty, it was a relaxed atmosphere. Cup of tea. <laughs> Boxies on the on the on the bed. Someone's going to quote this episode. I'm going to all sorts of legal. She's going to be up the wall. Let's be clear. Steve was there at all times. Craig wasn't with us. There wasn't boxies on the floor. Steve was was boxies on the floor. (laughs) It was. It was. It was a bit of a surreal um, experience, but it was. It was good. It was. It was uh, relaxed. It was. It was funny and. Yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, even even from a red perspective, you know, I'd obviously done the editing on it and, and and. and put it out there, and I I enjoyed it. You know, as a red, mm. it's obviously it's not my sort of thing. Like Everton, Everton pod, Everton podcast, Everton extras, and yeah. not necessarily something that you know will trigger will, will many reds will listen to. But I thought it was a it was a really funny episode. You know, yeah. and, and really good listening. You know, it, it you might not listen to it as a red, but if you do, you'll have a laugh. Yeah. Plus, we love doing those. We're, we're a podcast first and foremost. But I mean, I'll. Pat ourselves on the back. Look how far we've, we've come in, in, in over the year. We, we've got Absolutely. A, across the park live with Neville Southall in the can. We're going to do a massive night with John Aldridge. We're, we're speaking to players that we believe that are heroes. You know, yeah. you know, we interviewed Colin Harvey from an Everton point of view. We're about to interview John Aldridge. You know, so we, we really hope that you're enjoying it as much as we are because we love bringing you this content. And you know, like I said, we, we hope you're enjoying it's, it's it. It's good as much to delve into what it was like being a footballer in all different eras, like Colin Harvey, for instance, and then. You've got Terry Feeling, and mm. then prior to that, like uh, after that, Davey Joe Weir, Parkinson, yeah. David you know, Weir, even yeah. the, the even Alan Myers, some of the even stories like, he had. That's oh. what I mean. Even like a, a a player who was just part of a squad in Tony Warner, mm. just just to get that perspective of what yeah. what it's like to be a number two. Do you know what I mean? It's all light. I think it's all very interesting. That's what I said to you with, with the Steve-O one. I, I listened to it. I wasn't part of it. You and Judgey did it. And I was I was smiling listening to it, so yeah. I'm opening our listeners like that with yeah. all our shows because I was certainly enjoying just yeah. being a listener for that episode, and you could tell that you clearly enjoyed speaking to him. Yeah, we did. We had a laugh. Right, so we're recording this on the European deadline day. We're not, we're not too sure of the confirmed outs. I know Craig, we're definitely looking to shift gone, yeah. a couple outs. There's <laughs> rumours that that he's sporting Lisbon in form. Sporting Lisbon, but I think that's a bit. Is he like a replacement for that Fernandez? I don't know. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's competition. Lo- <laughs> yeah, competition. As long as Kuko goes. Cucho, yeah. Oh, he won't go, will he? He's just past the bins, you know. 
Oh, he, play, he plays on <laughs> Wednesday nights, didn't he? He's Lincoln. Kuko Sadebi. One player who, who did go last week, I think it was Thursday after the um, Lincoln game, Kevin Morales has finally left Everton. Yeah. Um, he was out of contract um, this summer coming. So even a loan deal really would have seen the end of his Everton career, yeah. but we've let him go on a free. Free, yeah. Do you look back at fond memories of Kevin Morales' Everton career? Frustrated memories of Kevin Morales because at one time I, I thought he was Everton's best finisher. Mm-hmm. Like, but you can put the ball in the back of the net. I used to like the way he finished. Finished, but like, well, was his last season and Martin is his first, first season. Yeah, but there's been a lot about Everton managers and none of them have really fancied him. None of them have ever really given him a run of game, like a substantial run of games. I always liked him in the derbies, and I was always disappointed if he if he wasn't in the team in the derby. He had to be uh, a fight, didn't he? Yeah, he was one of them players he, he'd have a bit of a knock on, yeah. and he, he sort of understood the importance of, of them type of games, but then there'd be your games against the Aston Villa or... Or a you know mm. a Wofford and he'd just totally go missing. Everton put it um, on their official Instagram when when they announced he'd left. He put like a video collage of 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 his time up, of his time at Everton. Some of the goals he scored, I forgot how good they were. His finishing was brilliant, in, especially in the first couple of seasons. If the, if he was on a in a one on one situation, I mean he's, he don't he didn't score bags and bags of goals for Everton. But if he was in a one on one situation, I fancied him to have the better of the keeper all mm. the time. And with memories of Kevin Morales' frustration because there was a, certainly a player there, you know, you don't win as many caps as, as you do for Belgium yeah, in, in, in the year that they, they are. And, and not be a good player, not have the ability. He had all the ability. It was just consistency with Kevin Morales for no, me. No. And, and, and possibly attitude as well. I talk a lot about attitude, <laughs> but it was something, something he certainly lacked, I thought. No. I think um, from, a, from a Liverpool point of view, I... I, I, I know what you're saying, Craig. I didn't like to see him in the derbies. I I, I always think about what the the goal that that um, I think of when I think of Morales is the one he scored at West Ham was in the cup. Would have killed him. He scored a worldie yeah. when he come on and won the game for you. He scored one. Was it was it West? No, the West, West Ham, Ham game where in he the Cup replay it was. Was it where he dribbled through through all the players, or was it where he bounced off him and he sort no, of it, like it was like a, an acute angle and he just pings it in the top end. Like, it was how a, was he done it? Was it? A yeah. strike. That was and the game where Adrian scored the win penalty past us in the shootout. <laughs> <laughs> I love how he's got that in there. <laughs> it's it's like Mark Lebby's on the guard. Absolutely, absolutely got you there. Well played. That's it. This week, boys, I'm out of here. <laughs> but uh, I, I think there was always a feeling with him that although he, a lot of times he flattered to deceive, I think he was always a player at Everton who you knew on his day could pull something out of a hat. And I think he, that type of player can can win you a game when a game is close. And and maybe it's just a feeling of what might have been with him leaving. Now when he was a lot of that at Liverpool, it was like it was three three or four seasons. We always gave him the chance. We always fancied him. But it was just come the end and it was like a lot of he's had a lot of it's chances. That, as now. you s- yeah. as you said, a lot of managers have had a look at him and he's never really been anyone's first Cup choice, has he? No. When he's, he was happy, he was he was he was good, but it was getting him happy because there was always a little quote from his agent that he he's flirting with other teams and things, and he always thought yeah. that Everton was a bit it, of a it, stepping it stone. I thought it yeah. amazes me that he he stayed as long as he did. I mean, if he, if he did see himself as bigger and better, which is how he come across at times. Why did he stay so long? I think there was a, there was an attitude issue, so the big clubs never came in for him. But yeah. I think he thought I'm in the Belgium team, which you know was one of the best international teams going, is full of stock full of talent, and he was getting games. And I think he's thought I'm better than these, but other clubs have maybe thought you're not quite consistent enough for our level. 
and your attitude maybe is not right. It, it was the attitude, and what it was it, is it was publicly the attitude that was sending off. You oh, yeah. brought him on, the and he'd, he'd, he'd kick someone and get sent off when you need him. Remember there was the that time where he took the penalty off yeah, the Baines West, the West Brom on Sky game, Sports. Yeah. So anyone who was interested in him was always looking at him thinking, he's got that. In his yeah. I mean, he, he leaves with my best wishes. There's lots of good memories, including that year-long battle with Suarez. Remember, yeah. Suarez injured him at Goodison, and then he, he kicked Suarez back yeah. the following year. Suarez bounced back up. Yeah, standard. <laughs> yeah. Like I say, it was it's frustration with me because you knew there was a player there. But yeah, but best wishes, and I, I hope he goes on and enjoys the rest of his career. I know you Reds are looking at maybe getting one or two out the door. One quite very public. It went out the door was a young lad called Bobby Duncan. I'll be honest, I didn't know a lot about him, but. Our, our Twitter was flooded with people wanting to know your opinions on it. His agent was very publicly blasting Liverpool and Michael Edwards. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's not very nice when you see that sort of thing happen, is it? it, it it's one of them sort of... You don't like to see it happen anyway, but you certainly don't like to see young kids, you know, that are sort of maybe getting a little bit too big for the boots and agents that are maybe, mm. maybe not doing their job at, at basically giving them good, sound advice and instead of basically just trying to sort of, you know, smear the club's public image really in, in in some weird attempt to sort of like you know get his client more money or whatever it was amateurish for me it, 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 you know it's, it, it's a, for young lads as well it's it's a, it did seem very amateurish yeah. arguing with Jamie Carragher on Twitter oh, yeah. Yeah. what are you doing I mean, and the weird thing about it is right I mean Bobby Duncan by all accounts he's a very talented lad you know he's Gerard's cousin so he's got a little bit of a a, a bit of a bit of name you know yeah. recognition there he's forming a good partnership with Paul Glatzel in the U team and stuff but he's you know he's still only a young kid but I think it's very much a case of he's one of them who's looked at the likes of your Jaden Sancho's and stuff who have we've gone abroad and doing well, and have sort of catapulted themselves into like you know the sort of the, into people's minds, yeah. and he's thought I can go and do the same, and he's wanted it too much too soon. The weird thing is he's got form for doing it because he's done it at City. You know he put himself in that position at City. He basically wanted to wants a game time. And it's like well, come on, mate. This is you know Man City. We've mm-hmm. got a stock team. It didn't work out for him, so he as good as went on strike basically and forced his way out of city. Liverpool picked him up for a bargain, two hundred grand. Well, I say a bargain, but we picked him up for two hundred grand. But then he's gone the same route again, so it just starts to look like a repeat pattern of a player who's basically, you know, mm. not really willing to put the time in. When you signed him, was he highly rated? Had you heard about him, or was he a bit of an unknown? I think he was highly rated, and I think being Gerard's cousin, you know, there was a familiarity with him. You know, the Romantic, Liverpool connection. Yeah. yeah, I think there was an element to that. But I think he was a genuinely talented player. You know, you're not being in Man City's youth team. You know, they think they sign a lot of youth prospects mm. and and you know go out for the best ones. And you're not going to be in their side and then get into Liverpool's if you haven't got something about you. I think you know I, I don't know a lot about him personally or anything but I just think it, it, it starts to look like a, as I say a repeat pattern of a player who doesn't want to maybe do the time saved wants it all too much too quick and rather than have an agent who's, who's a guide and basically saying you know you're working under one of the best managers if not the best manager mm-hmm. in world football you're at one of the biggest clubs in world football right now it, you look at Trent there's a model to follow you know sort of you'll get your opportunities Klopp will give you opportunities Bruce there's another one Look at Joe Gomez, Terry. That yeah, Gomez, yeah. I, I, I read him, um, I think it was early last season. When did we renew Gomez's contract? Was it last summer? I think it probably was. I after think the, he was on yeah, something by me, like 15 grand. We say something by me, would mind 15 grand a week. But he was on that up until um, last season. Now, he sat patiently, coming to the club as a you know as a great, great prospect. He was doing, he was flying. And then he had, to, he had to wait it out. He had to wait his chance. He, he was a bit part player. Have you? Can you ever even imagine Gomez coming out <coughs> and making a comment in the media? No, or, no. Or, or, or showing and 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 that lad came with. I 
with a much higher pedigree than, than Bobby Duncan ever has because he's never kicked the ball really in the did, first team. Did, yeah, did, did you see the agents' comments? I just think it's massively irresponsible by the agents. As, as Terry said, he, he's muddied the waters now for Bobby Duncan wherever he goes. And if his name comes up in 10 years' time, your first reference point will be, oh, he was the kid who, who kicked off for a move. He's done more harm than good because not only did he did he startle this, the agent, this is, I mean, Bobby Duncan, let's be clear, it wasn't Bobby Duncan tweeting, it was the agents who was, who was doing all this. Yeah, so you can't slate him too much, but... What got me was I think Carragher w- was very professionally, t- you know, tweeting his agent back, going, "You're doing more harm than good." And then he accused, he goes back to Carragher spitting yeah, thing at Old Trafford. He started dragging all That's kinds it. of mud up, didn't he? And it, you know, you just think, but and then he's he's done all this, got made a made a bit of a show of himself, really. And then you now he's got deleted his Twitter. So it's like, what reputation in the game has he done for himself? You know, because people are looking at him now. I'm probably thinking he's toxic. You don't yeah, want, if you know, dad, yeah, exactly. your mum and dad, you're not putting him as the agent, are you? You know what he. And you know it, it's one of them. We don't we don't know all the ins and outs. We don't know. Uh, I, I don't know why you think why he, he thinks Liverpool are doing anything mad. Where Fiorentina turned around and said, "Can we have him on loan?" But there's no obligation to buy. So what we basically just give Fiorentina a free it, have a little trial run of him for a year, and then we might not get anything out of him. Just yeah. send him back. I don't think so. You know, it, it'd be mad business, and there's no wonder Michael Edwards didn't want to do that. Yeah, that's all. Two, two million. Now it's yeah. came out that we're getting two million for him. You know, and there's a sell-on clause built into the into the deal. I think you know again, Michael Edwards has pulled a little bit of a blind out there. Really, you know, he's, he's he's managed to 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 basically turn what could have been a very very difficult situation for the club into a bit of a positive. We've got rid of a player who doesn't want to be there, and he's brought a fear for a kid who's never played in the first team. So Look, I I don't know the ins and outs of Fiorentina's eleven, but is he expecting to go and walk in that team? I don't know. I I honestly don't his know. His agent I, probably expects him to. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you Strange. know, I, I, it's one of them. I, I wish him all. You know, he's a young kid, and we all make mistakes. He's eighteen years of age, and you know, I'm not saying that I I had all the answers at eighteen years of age. No one does, but. It's one of them now. He, he's got to go there, knuckle down, and if he's going to make a career out of it, he, you know, he can't be doing the same thing again and start throwing the toys yeah, up. Yeah, he's got to do it despite what the, the, yeah, the exactly. situation he's been set up in. It, I, I put it all down to the agent. Even if the, even if his head scrambled as a nineteen-year-old and he's saying, "I'm this, I'm that," surely your first job as an agent is to say, "Whoa, get your feet on the ground, get into training." Yeah, you know, listen, getting get yourself uh, involved. You know. For the agent to, to not only uh, tolerate that behaviour from the, from the player, but to, to actually add to it, to get involved himself and put himself publicly, up. it's just yeah, it's, it's so amateur. It is, and you know the thing is with agents, there's no real qualification to be an agent or anything. No, it, you know, you've just got these people who are seeing the money and basically just latching onto these young kids yeah. and, and basically leeching off them and. You know, the, he's got no. I don't know what his role was or where he's come from or what his backstory is. That agent, but for all you know, he he could have been like a, I don't know, a window salesman, and now he's a footy agent. Yeah. And you've got no 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 ability to understand the emotional thing that these players are going through. These kids, if you come from the game, you might have a better idea of it. But I, you don't need to 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 be qualified as an agent. You don't need any background. The so speed used as a club of distance yourself from this as well. You've probably seen that and thought not even being part of this. I think yeah. he's released a little, was it a short statement where he said, you're not coming any further, but you take the, the mental health of your young players very seriously yeah, as Liverpool, a club. Yeah, Liverpool have got to be careful because yeah. there was a story, wasn't there, about a 16-year-old or whatever, 15-year-old, that we were going to sign and we promised to pay for the school and all whatever, and then the signing fell through for whatever reason. I don't know how it worked or whatever. We pulled back from it. 
and then we got a bit of a slap on the wrist yeah, over it. Right, but, and yeah. his, his mum and dad were saying, oh, you know, you've jeopardised his education and all this. So I think Liverpool are very, very careful now, and they have to be. You mm-hmm. know, you've seen clubs get fined for the way that young players and things and the machinations that are going on in the background. You've got to be careful with all that sort of stuff nowadays. So is that Terry's word? Word of the day. Word of the day. So I think the club are being very careful about it, and rightly so. You know, these are young kids and 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 you know, young men that. They've got a short career, and you've got to treat them right and, and stuff. Mm. But I, I don't think Liverpool. I, you know, not, not this is not just me saying it as a Liverpool fan. I, I don't think we've really done anything to untoward towards his career. There, I think the fact that the same thing happened with City when he was at City, it's happened now when he's at Liverpool, and then you've got an agent who basically, you know, carries himself like that publicly yeah. on Twitter. I think that tells you everything you need to know. Now look, I'm not a Liverpool fan, although some listeners do think I am. <laughs> <laughs> but you've dealt with that very, very well. I think you know Liverpool. You've eliminated the problem, and, and it's over. Uh, moving on Mark asking you it looks like a game of poker was being played this summer Rangers wanted Ryan Kent on loan I think Jürgen Klopp said there'll be no loan for him they've now came in today with some money looks like Kent could be going to Glasgow Rangers permanently is that someone that you thought may have had more of a career this season at Liverpool or is you okay with him him moving on if you will sorry Uh, it's it's sad to see a young player go it's sad to see a young player leave with bags of potential but I think looking at the squad as it stands is he is he going to get when's he getting in the team you know it, and I think it's going back to having a responsibility for players if Klopp looks at him and goes I, I really like him I like what he's about I can see where he's going but I don't see a route for him into the team mm. then let him go yeah. again the club they brought mo- good money in for a player I think Rangers have got a cracking player with a with a big fu- with a bright future I don't see, I think it's win-win all round I, I, I'm sad to see him go but in short you know I, I if he's not getting in the team, move him on. Are I those moves to Rangers like the, the last summer where he went on loan for a year? Isn't that with a view to coming back to play for Liverpool? Like, to me, I think the likelihood is that Gerrard's got a big part to play in this. I don't necessarily think he'd be going out on loan to Rangers again if Gerrard weren't at the club. I think Liverpool are probably thinking it's a good shop window for him uh, to to move on. I'd, Look, if he pulls up trees and he comes back and he's good enough, then no, it, I, it, think, it's I think it's, it's a permanent. Oh, it's permanent. Sorry, yeah. 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 Seven, no, I'm sorry, million. I was talking last season when right. they took him on loan. Was that not? Was should it not be Egan Klopp's view or Liverpool football clubs well, view that he's going to do a year and be, then we'll have him yeah. in pre-season? Yeah, but if they get him back, Mills, and he's and and he don't see a route in the team, then yeah, then there's a shop window there as well. Yeah, there's a duty of care for the player. You know, as Mark says, if he's looking at his his future and thinking he's not going to get in this Liverpool team for three or four years, then you know maybe Klopp is it. You know, it's the right thing to do to let him go mm. the player's opinion in this matters as well he mm. wanted to go to Rangers he enjoyed his time there on loan he liked working with Gerrard so if he's expressed a desire to say look I, you know, I don't want to sit on the bench or yeah. be it just a squad number for the next three years maybe get a League Cup game here and there I want to go and play you yeah, know, professional yeah. football at a, at a reasonable standard fair play and we've got a good fee for him I think Michael Edwards will probably build something in again another sell on clothes because we seem to do that with yeah. all the youngsters so yeah. you know it's good business all Ryan, around Ryan Kent isn't getting in a Liverpool 18 is he he's I don't he's think so he's not, there's, no, no. there's no position there for him No. so last season sends them out on loan they've got 7 million out of with it with a view to get a bit of money they've in got yeah. 7 million well, it, out, I think out it, of it it's, it's with a view to both isn't it it's with a view to if he performs well and there's still no role for him and he wants to go, we'll get a good fee. If he performs well and all of a sudden shows us something that we haven't been able to give him the, opp- the platform to sh- to see, then we're like, well, you know, maybe I've got a player here. We've seen it with Ali Wilson and stuff like that. And yeah. he's, you know, he's been moving up standards and levels and now he- he's in the Prem. So 
it, it, there's no downside to Liverpool, and I don't think there's any downside to Ryan Kent's career either. Well, that name you've just said there, Harry Wilson, you're impressed by him at Bournemouth so far? I think he's done bits this season. I think, you know, he's not doing himself any harm, is he? Mm. You know, he's, he's, he's starting to make himself a bit of a key player for he them, and he scores a couple, couple of, of good goals, goals already. Yeah. So, you know, he's certainly not doing himself any harm. And, it, you know, every time he gets asked the question, what, what level are you due to play at, or should you be playing at, he seems to answer and say the one above. So we'll see what happens. Is he, is he there with a the view to coming back or with a view to getting 20 million? I think both. I don't, I don't. I honestly think it's both. I know that sounds a mad answer, but it's like I understand. I, understand I, th- what you I mean, think with yeah, the I Ryan think. Wilson thing, I think there's an opportunity for him as of next season with Milner coming to the end of his, yeah, his career, Lallana come, probably coming to the end yeah. of his Liverpool career. So there is a a position there for Wilson. Whereas with Ryan Kent, he's a winger. He's yeah. got. Yeah. Two of the best wingers in the Prem yeah. in in Salad and, and Marnie, so that it isn't really a, no. a window there for, for for him to to, to come into the and side. I, and I think you know so with with the Harry Wilson one, it's like every player has a fee, and if the fee is good enough, I think you know we're sensible that we will take it. So I, I, like I say, I think it's a with a view to both to try and get as good a fee as possible or the best offers we win-win. can get. I think them loan loan deals are win win for for, for yeah, teams absolutely and for the player. Because yeah. I don't think we're picking clubs yeah, for them to go yeah. to just to sort of go and mothball them in some random side. We, you know, we've sent we've sent Wilson to teams that play football. Team, yeah. You know, that will we, it, you'd feel that if he does end up playing at Liverpool, he's not going to be a million miles away from getting up to speed. He's not going to play in some big long ball team, rugby team that just booted forward. He's mm. playing in a football side, which is good for his education and where he might if he does get in the Liverpool team. So you know, Liv- I think Liverpool they're not doing it just to sort of like send these kids out or randomly. There is talk going into these moves, I think. Well, just going back to Bobby Duncan, I mean, let's be clear, none of us have, have slated the lad. We, we, we were clear before, it's not him who's came out and said these comments, it's the agent, but Bobby Duncan has released a statement tonight and he's basically said, I want to thank everybody at Liverpool, coaches, staff, players and fans for contributing in my development at the club. I move on with special memories. So he's came out and it's a, it's a nice statement. I think he he's, needed he's, to do something, exactly, though, didn't he? That's what I'm getting at. He had to, he had to come out and say something. And, you know, the line's been drawn under it now. Yeah. So but the thing with that, though, Liverpool fans are just going to think, well, sod yeah. yeah. That's, that, you know... That's what I'd do if it was if it was the, if it was Everton. Everton, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no messing with those boys. Yeah. Moving on to the um, just a couple of cup draws last week, but we'll get to the Champions League draw shortly. But first, the Carabao Cup draw. It's the most important one, isn't it? That's the big one. We yeah. got start with those Craig. We got Sheffield Wednesday away. Yeah. I don't want to ten feety, and I, I don't want to. Because Terry will play this back if we get done 1-0 by Sheffield <laughs> Wednesday in a month's time. But I'm quite happy with that draw. We avoided yeah. the Premier League teams, especially away. Yeah. And Sheffield Wednesday, I think the seventh in the Championship, so they're yeah, no they mugs. Got beat, but they got to beat the weekend. They're no mugs, yeah. but we've got to go there and turn them over. Yeah, I mean, uh, we should have a, a... I think, like I say, we've got squ- uh, depth in, in the squad now, yeah. especially in the four positions. And there is a position where we can swap and change players depending on who we've got following or who we've got before. And you, can I, sorry, just on that point, do you want to swap and change players? Because I think the Carabao Cup's a very live trophy for you to be Absolutely. in the other I think, I think we've, yeah, in in the sense that I think we've got enough, enough depth in the four positions. I don't particularly want to see us make wholesale changes yeah, at, the, yeah. at the back and I'm quite happy for Pickford to stay in goal and, and your midfield, your central midfield to stay the same and but you'd give Bernard minutes and maybe yeah, Tosin or Lewin would get minutes in that Lewin, game Lewin yeah, yeah and just, just see how we uh, we, we shape them but I think in the four positions we've definitely got enough enough depth I'm not mm. going to ask you guys Reds if you've got enough MK Dons you, you obviously have I think your second team could beat them I've lost Bobby Duncan now and <laughs> Brian Kent <laughs> they're struggling who's going to play what I did want to ask you is it's a bit of a talking point even on our 
our season, uh, last season's podcast, we were talking about the Carabao Cup and the importance. Is it a hindrance? Gary was on Radio City with me on Thursday. I'm Matt, the presenter, top lad. He said to Gary, the similar question, it's out there for yous. Is the Carabao Cup what, something that you just want done with? Or is it something that you could probably say our second string and go and win that maybe? Yeah. I, I think we've got the depth in our team now that we can put a good strong side out and you know what it, it isn't the case that the second string has got enough to beat them I don't I, there's a lot of players in our, in our team and the midfield gets rotated heavily all the time mm. anyway it's only the front three and the defence that's relatively stable from game to game now I personally don't look at the Carabao Cup as a hindrance I think it's a couple of games you can get in a final quite early and I don't think it does City any harm in them sort of run-ins to build that, you know, to go to finals and win them yeah. and just keep that sort of, like, hunger alive. And, you know, I, point, I want us to be in every trophy and I want us to go for every trophy. And I think we've got the side. And, you know, the, I think Klopp's learnt lessons from the time the Premier League, you know, nearly four years into his time in the, in the Premier League, he understands the demands and things. I think we managed the players now. We got managed to get two of the strikers off for ten minutes to go there in the mm. last game. We're seeing that more and more. And I think we, you know, we're not that team that runs around like a lunatic anymore. The, the way we were when he first came in, we were all burnt out. I think we're very capable of going all the way in in any cup that we're in, any competition that we're in. And I want to see us go all the way in any cup. I think for Liverpool, that that's surely that's got to be the next phase of progression for this team. But last season, we were we were top top draw European Cup League at the expense of the cups. He basically washed out of all cups for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Surely, if we're gonna, if if we're looking to build the squad, build the squad, it's not to get another one point in the league. Surely, it's to start fighting on all fronts. Mm -hmm. I, I'd be very disappointed if um, if we didn't have a good crack at both cups this season. Yeah. I, I if think it, it, there's a responsibility there from the club to to have a go in the cups. If this draw wasn't MK Dons, it was Man United. Would you be happy playing your full eleven in that game? I think yeah. Liverpool, w wherever they play Man United in whatever tournaments, they play the full side. Oh. Unless we had a final the, the following week or a big Champions League game, and then this was a, a an early rounds cup game, but I think all things being equal, Liverpool v Man United, you're gonna. I, I think he's played Chelsea last year and got knocked out the Carling Cup. I think he's played a relatively strong side, and that's yeah, it. We did. We got knocked out, and then we played them again like yeah. a week later, weren't it? And it was it, relatively strong, but because Hazard scored weakened, for them, it was a weakened team, and I remember that game. It just. I was gutted after that match. I felt like we just threw it away, didn't we? Take the lead in it, and then we just let them come back into I think it. You just came back in it, didn't you? Yeah, and uh, oh, we definitely did. did on the, 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 the Chelsea one, one less so. I think the Wolves one was definitely a sort of you know we we, we just ducked out. You just threw that. on that one. Um, you just threw it. The, the team you played in that Wolves game was unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, did, didn't Shakiri at the bar with about two minutes to go from a free kick, a rasper of a free kick for the equaliser? against Wolves. Yeah, I can't even remember now. Maybe, yeah. yeah I'm sure but I, I don't want to see us do that, though. You know what I mean? I, I, you know, we, we, like we've just said there. I think, I think this team's realised that that feeling you get when you win trophies. You know, and we, no, and say what you want about the Super Cup or whatever, but it's there. It got won. You know what I mean? And I think you look at the League Cup. It's one that I, I just think it comes at quite an early part in the season, and it can really sort of fill you with that. You know, that feeling of. There's another one in the bag. It's momentum. It breeds success. Momentum. And on the day, no matter what the cup is, you want to win it. You are, you're absolutely desperate to win it. Yeah. When you travel down to Wembley, you're desperate for your team to lift that trophy. And it's it's an early one in the bag, isn't it? It's yeah. February. Well, exactly. February that's trophy. what I'm saying. It's yeah. a February. City and, isn't it? and how many games is it really that you played? You get a good draw. Six, like six City's draw last season was a joke. They played like loads of like 
non-league side all the way there. So it's like you know, if you get a favourable draw, you can you can you can in in four or five games you can be in a final. As well as that, then they're not damaging games now. Whereas if you if it's one one after ninety minutes, it goes to extra time. Most states are exactly. So it's there, and you know, it's a trophy that I I want us to take seriously, and I want us to take every trophy seriously. But you think he will? So you both just said that you would. You think Klopp will take this seriously? I think he will. Yeah, I I I think if you if if you're gonna be all that we can be as a side, you know, when you really want to sort of make your mark and say we're one of the great Liverpool teams you can't start just launching yourself out of cup competitions I, I don't think he can't take it seriously anymore because I think the calibre I think the calibre of the backup has improved to the extent that our second string is going to take some serious beating and they want to play as, as you said Terry there's so many there's, there's so many midfielders on the cusp of playing for Liverpool there's, there's you know Joe Gomez is still vying for that centre half position You'll have players. Uh, Arigi will want a shot at, at getting more yeah. minutes in his legs. Adam Lallana, we've heard good things about him go, uh, coming out of the Kaita. summer. Kaita, you know, yeah. he's, he's going to take some some getting going again because he's had a long injury layoff again. So, he, you know, it's all it's all opportunities, isn't it? Mm. And then there, there, is, a, there, is, there is an opening as well then for a, a young lad, Brewster. a couple of young lads to come in yeah, and yeah. play with an ex- I'd, experience. I'd love to see team. him start Brewster in, in the cup and, and stick with him. Mm. Um, you know, albeit if he if he plays a Salah or a Mane, either side of him, great. But I'd love to see him playing a Regi and Brewster full ninety minutes. I think to, they're so willing to sit on the benches back up, and especially a Regi after scoring goal in like an important goal in the Champions League last season and and scoring some major goals in the running for Liverpool. I think um, you wouldn't really blame Regi for being a mildly aggrieved that he hasn't really kicked the ball this season, mm. but. Every time he's interviewed, he's so you know he's so for the team. He's so willing to make sure he's ready and, and come on when he needs to come on. I think I think Klopp will reward him with with minutes in. Yeah, in he knows his role, doesn't he, Rigi? He Maybe like Solskjaer when he played at United, yeah, he yeah. knew he was the backup striker. Well, listen, yeah. you know, with all due respect, he can't look at Firmino, Salah, and Mane and expect to be playing ahead of them, can he? But as you say, he's a good club man. He's not going to upset or rock the boat yeah. or anything. And I think you know there was a there was a point that got mentioned last season on the podcast that Phil brought up, and I think it's a it's a valid one to re- re-raise again here. Your backups, you want them to be real backups, players who are ready to come in, yeah. and they need to play in them games and then match situations. Because training doesn't give you that level of prep. Mm. So if you're in all the cup competitions, going all the way to the end, then when you need them players to come in, when you start getting niggles and in the injuries after your six, seven months, eight months into a season. They've all been playing yeah. in cup games, so that you know they're ready to hit the grounds and come right into that, that side. That's so what Gary will have been touching on on, on, on radio on City, City yeah. the week. It's the momentum, isn't it? It's yeah, important. it is, and that's I know there's a reason why City when they bring their second string in, they're ready to go straight away. They're obviously world class players. They've got two world class sides, but again, it keeps them it keeps them in minutes. It stops them grumbling when they're sitting on the bench because they're not getting games. And when they're playing in them games, they're not playing with kids. They're playing with other established international top level yeah, players, yeah, so they're like you know we, we they all feel part of the project. So you know if you've got a load of players, a top level squad, to keep happy, you want to go all the way in every competition. Okay. Just just on that, just to flip that question a little bit, Mills, how important is it to see Everton go on a decent run? Do you know what that Carabao Cup or or the League Cup, the Mill Cup, Worthington Cup, whatever it's been called over the yeah. years, <laughs> the Mickey Mouse <laughs> Cup, and you've won it, yeah. It just eludes us, doesn't it? And Craig, I think, I mean, you've known each other for, what, 15 odd years. We've always said, go and win the League Cup. Go mm, and take yeah. that seriously because th- there is an element of, of the bigger teams sometimes do take their eyes off it. I know you're saying you don't want Liverpool to do that. I don't think City do it. Mourinho never done that at Chelsea or United. Mm. But there are teams that do take take their eye off it. Tottenham just don't go for it. Arsenal don't go for it. 
you know, even the, the Wolves and stuff don't go for it. So all of a sudden, there's a clearer path to, to, to go and win that competition. There's not as many games as, as, as the FA Cup either. It's one less game. Yeah. It's a two-legged semi. It's around which the gives same. You an advantage it's to go and beat one more game in, in this in the Carling Cup because we start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Semi, sorry. Do you still do you still get a European place going another? Yeah, he's yeah, yeah. Cup, So it's another route in, isn't it? In a, in yeah. I don't know, Mark. I don't know why we don't go for it. To answer your question, and I'm sure Craig, there'll Listen, be loads of Blues who, who are saying that as well. That's not a case of ever. It's yeah. It's it's not a case of ever not going for it. We possibly haven't been strong enough to to go for it. I used to hate when Moyes never went for it. Moyes never know. Used to take. I think once one time he got a was the semi final against Chelsea. Yeah. But other than that, he'd use it to play because we were always in the Europa League, weren't we? So yeah. Moises Moise Everton were always, you know, Thursday, Sunday anyway. And Moises seen it as a hindrance. Last season, Marco Silva didn't take it seriously. I think it, I think he Everton played Kieran Dow and, and yeah. I think you're missing the trick by not going for it. Because, Absolutely. I know, think teams take it more seriously if they get get through the rounds. Yeah, don't make they? it through early yeah. rounds. Yeah. So, yeah. But so if I you're if you're in the, the fifth round, that's the quarterfinals, isn't it? Of, of that competition, that particular competition. Still, by the way, there's a um, on Twitter. You know Paul Joyce, the the, mm. the yeah. journalist. There's a fake Paul Joyce profile, <laughs> and last last week it, it it tweeted out like a fake Carabao Cup draw, and I was actually watching the draw. I knew it hadn't <laughs> took place, and it's, he still got me. He tweeted um, Liverpool v Burton and City v Everton. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> but I was watching the draw and I knew it hadn't took place and it still got still me. still go 3-1. <laughs> yeah, 3-1 Everton. <laughs> Look, if you can hear some heavy breathing, it's because our sponsors, Dough, have just dropped the food off. Know, We've got yeah. a couple of pizzas inside. We, we can't teasing us with the smell. We, we, we can't recommend them highly enough, guys. Get on doughliverpool.co.uk. Not only do they, do, they, do, they, do they deliver, sorry, across Merseyside and certain postcodes, but they, they've got a restaurant as well now down in, in Bootle L20. Um, and they're also cooking at the Merton as well, one of the big pubs in Bootle as well. So the, the flying, we can't recommend them enough. We're, we're going to try and wrap through this very quickly <laughs> so so we can eat. I'm, just, I'm slobbering. Uh, Champions League draw. Teddy got to be happy with that. Salzburg and Genk. You called it. I did yeah. call it. Bet on it. <laughs> well, yeah, well, backstory. Sorry, to... sorry. Go on on Radio City last Thursday, Matt said we're, we're doing the they're doing the draw now between our across the park show and Radio City, which Matt Jones presents, and he says, "Look, I'll keep cutting in and out when when the teams come out." I said, Matt, forget about it. Shakhtar, Genk and Salzburg for them. Two out of three. Back to the question, that's that's not a bad draw, is it? Um, absolutely not. You know, we can't complain at it. We looked at it, you know, we were pot one. Um, and, you know, you, you, you hope that when you're in pot one, you get, you know, like a sort of good... Salzburg and Genk. Draw ...that comes <laughs> yeah. out. And we can't, we can't grumble, you know. But at the same time, in that Champions League, you can't take any team sort of lightly. You know, th- th- everyone's going to want them to have a crack and a pot at Liverpool. Here. You know, we've just won it. We've yeah. been a finalist in two seasons and we've won it in one of them. So we're, you know, we're there to be shot at, aren't we? And everyone's going to want to sort of, you know, make sure make their mark. So there'll be a lot of players in that Genk and Salzburg side. <laughs> Can and you Napoli. name a couple for us, Teddy? <laughs> and Napoli. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, there'll can't. be a lot of plumbers in that Genk <laughs> side. <laughs> Bobby Duncan went there. Well, listen, you know, they want to make a name for themselves, won't they? So yeah, it, it, it take nothing for granted. You know, every time I think we we've had favourable draws and stuff, we always seem to love leaving hey, it to the last Napoli minute. Napoli have just turned us over in the pre-season, pre-season haven't they? Yeah, Absolutely humbled us big time. So you've got them a few times, haven't you? Napoli? We had them last year. Away, yeah, it's a you know we, we we keep seeming to get them so, but no, and you look at that draw and you know you've got to be happy with it. I think you know City got handed another one, hadn't he? Another another favourable one. But Mark made a good point before. You were talking about the um, the destinations, weren't you? That they've got to travel to, even though they got at this on stage, names. At this stage of the Champions League, if you're in that first pot, or I know there's a couple of horror teams in that second pot, but you, the top two go through. You 50-50 chance, and mm. three and four hasn't got much in it at all. So. 
you're just hoping you don't, you're not doing much travelling. The, the, the best yeah, thing about the draw for me is you, are, yeah. Yeah, you can probably fly to every one of them from, on, a, on an easy jet from, uh, yeah, Liverpool. from Liverpool. So that's uh, the best you can hope for for me. I, I look at City's draw, Sean Gota was sliding on his knees all over the desk on uh, Sky Sports. Why was Sean Gota doing the draw? He wasn't even at City when he was like, probably, any, any good. They, they probably just... <laughs> We're letting them, you know, letting the security guards out and seeing them floating around the car park. That's all coming. But uh, yeah, it's, I just hope we're not travelling. I, I just hope we're not playing on mud bath pitches in backwaters, and and we've got a, a decent draw. Uh, do you think you can get th- you, can, you can do this in three or four games, and then the other two become dead? dead I think if you win four so. games, I think you're through yeah. In, yeah. in that group. I think it's usually ten points, isn't it? Yeah, ten points is what they say. I think it's 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 rare, although it nearly happened to us last it's season. I think yeah. it's rare that ten points isn't enough. Like it's normally that that is the, the sort of line. Um, but you went to Belgrade last season halfway through and played a, a weakened team and it prolonged the group for you, didn't it? Because well, Napoli done yeah, you as well, and then it was what happened with Belgrade was we absolutely bladdered them at Anfield, and then I think we thought, oh, you know, yeah. they they're not much them, and we went to their place and I think we got a bit of a shot to be honest. Yeah, they so were two 0 up, and they scored two goals that fast, didn't they? Yeah, so uh, you know what. Uh, uh, it's one of them. Hopefully, you know, best case scenario, we snot everyone in the first round of games, couple of games, and then yeah. it is, you know, it's it's a lot more comfortable graduating out of that group, and then you know we can we can maybe rest players and things then. But I'm hoping Brands is plotting a uh, couple of low moves to get <laughs> Salzburg for Balassi and the Asim respectively. I am as well. I am as well. I'm hoping that I see Balassi <laughs> and Friggin. What who's the other one? Niassi. Niassi. I'd love to see Senegalese. He done you for Hull when he was at Hull. Yeah. Where's he playing? I remember cheerleading up against. Oh, that's um, that's Kuko. <laughs> oh, that's Mar- Oh, yeah. Niass plays up front, wasn't he? Sorry. Oh, Kuko oh, well, Martinez. Same Kuko yeah. today in Napoli. Yeah. Do you know what I, I want to ask you? Is is a potential number seven just as important as a potential nineteen for you? Um, that's an horrible question. That Neil, you know. Um, it's a fair question though. Listen, European Cup's got a special place for Liverpool fans, so you know if, I'm not going to ever say that I don't want to win that thing. Absolutely not. I think you'll split Liverpool fans with that question. Yeah, it's a really I tough one to I answer. Think, I think more let's go for the league. Listen, I I think that league we want that we want it. You know what I mean? But listen, I'm not going to say my nose up for a number seven either. <laughs> so you know, it's, again, nice problems Why to have. That question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why did you even like say I could like put a like horrible Trying taste to get in him to say that. one or the other so when you win the other one I can go, oh my god, it's not important. Uh, <laughs> was, come on. I, I Let's just hope they don't win any. Come on. I want the league. Yeah. It's the one we haven't. We, it's the one I haven't seen. I've exactly. seen the win as a kid, but I can't remember it. Yeah, exactly. I've I've seen us go close now with the post probably what three times where arguably we're rather yeah, Rogers, Benitez and, and Klopp side, yeah. yeah. And and I've got to be honest, I'm absolutely desperate for them to win that league. I am. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Well, like you say, nice problems to have. Nice problems for us to have is to talk into this dope Peter. So oh. we're, we're going to wrap it up. Craig, you've been looking at our fantasy football team yeah. over the weekends, and we had a, we had a good week. Yeah, we week. across the park had a, had a very decent week. Um, got up to the, the top six from 31st. You picked the team this week? I, I can't even claim it. <laughs> I can't <laughs> claim it. I, I said I wanted to, <laughs> but I don't think I'd have... Um, but the, the selections that they did, I think they brought Firmino in. And was, ca- was he captain this week, Firmino? He was, yeah. He was, yeah. Well, if you can hear that fake all. noise, that's Judgy in one of his holiday home shouting me. It was it, if he's <laughs> done it, yeah. Well, if it was him, then he's, he's played the blinder this week. And um, the leader of it now has, has changed. Um, well, the leaders, like we said last week, that the, the leader at the end of the season is going to get a payday of 50 quid in it to yeah, win it. Yeah, £50, pounds, so 30 Do you know who it is currently? Yeah, I do. I can get it up for you now. Um, Just... 
just just whilst you do the predictions league as well, we'll put that on our Instagram uh, across the park PC. So you know a couple of well-known sporting people from red and blue, and we've got Matt Jones, the Radio City presented as well, picking predictions. So that's a bit of fun. And we say to you, get involved and leave your comments under it if you want to play along with us. But yeah, Quan Craig, you've got the league up now. Yeah, the the leader is Mark Williams, and for oh, I thought you were gonna say Murray. Then. No, not Mark <laughs> Murray. No, he's the leader. He has a decent week. He got ninety five points. The leader from last week, uh, six stars, Paul Woods. I don't know what the we. We, we, we weren't <laughs> sure what the six stars meant. He's moved down to third. Six FA Cups or something? Six FA Cups. Well, Everton haven't done that, so it, <laughs> he must be a Liverpool fan. How many sports pays the Cups? Yeah. Um, Sore subject, one. one. Still haven't done that. <laughs> our, spo- our sponsors rigged it for us to win. Uh, <laughs> we, we still did, didn't win didn't it. Win it yeah. Proper so, Everton. Yeah, Mark, Mark Williams is top. Alan Rodgers is second. And Paul Woods, last week's leader, is third. Like I say, across the park, is in sixth. Can we win our own though, or...? If it's judges, though, I'd say so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well done, boys. Top three. If you keep it up, you're in line for the payday. It's 50 quid, 30 quid, and 20 quid. And if anything, I'll buy a dough pizza. Yeah. yeah. And then on the predictions league, I think it's uh, currently leading, you know, our little fun prediction league that we do, like Mills, you mentioned before. We've got Steve Smith, Swifty, you know, the boxer. Um, he's, he's currently leading with four results correct and two score lines. He's on eight points. Closely followed by our own Craig. Mm, well, you know. Even then three, three ones. Then three ones. Coming <laughs> yeah. Andy Donkey. Craig, Craig, a point behind, joint with uh, John Paul Kissick. Obviously, used to play for Everton. Um, and then there's a little, you know, a, a couple on six and five. But Swifty and Craig and John Paul Kissick are the uh, top three in the position. Got the relegation league. zone. Two, two famous blues who are not who are not, who refuse to predict Liverpool to win. No. Michael Ball. And Alan Myers. Well, what's what's hilarious is that Phil's actually in the bottom two with Michael Ball, and Alan Myers has actually crept up. So he's beating Phil, even though he hasn't predicted, he can't predict the poor win. I think Phil hasn't done Everton to do anything. And oh, I really? just hate him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. Phil's got his, his bitter red hat on. Yeah. yeah. Judges down there as well. Are you a for a licensed coach? You a yeah. for pro coach? <laughs> can't pick a scoreline. You know, it's not. I think. Well, <laughs> one thing we haven't covered, and, and I quickly want to get the red thoughts on it. Virgil Van Dijk, he got the UEFA Man's Player of the Year. I said off air before, and I don't want to cause an argument here, but I don't understand how our centre half, as good as he is, wins trophies like that. You you may see it different. Well, I mean, I think it. it, it for someone to come in and have such a big impact on us, you know, and for us to be in the European Cup final and not winning. And then the following year, win it. And basically, a lot of that was built on the back of him just being an absolute monster in that centre-half position. He got man of the match in the final as well. Um, I think he's just, you know, he was PFA player of the year, you know, off his own. Yeah, yeah. So all of these things, you know, you just sort of, you look at it and think, Messi hasn't really had one of his normal seasons as he hasn't sort of like... He's got 50 goals. Yeah, but that's just bog standard now, isn't it? (laughs) I know, that's boring. Well... But it shouldn't, should it? No. I'm, no, I, I'm, I'm in agree- I think Virgil van Dijk should like deserve to be up there. I, it deserves to be in the running for it. I think you're only you're only in contention if you're in the final and you're on the winning side of the final, aren't you? That's how that's how UEFA do it. They want they want their player of the year to be a player who's featured in their showpiece events and basically yeah. probably won it and cap you know not captain sorry got man of the match in it. And I just think the goal scorers, you know, I think the best players in the world, uh, historically, Why? the goal scorers. Yeah, well, I, I, think yeah, but I think with Virgil van Dijk, he's, he, he came with a massive price tag of £75 million and he's he's more than doubled his worth. And the rest, I think. That's what I mean. Yeah, he's so more than doubled his worth. So he's, he's become he's from being a £75 million central defender to being The best defender in world football. It's, re- it's relative, isn't it? You, I mean, I think there's an element of 
it's a, it gets a bit samey with Messi and Ronaldo. I think if they were both breakout players, young players coming mm. up at clubs, whichever one of them is a Walsh that this year just for the goals they've scored. But there's got to be a nod to good old-fashioned defence. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot more to the game. And not only that, there's so many quality forwards in the game that, like, nowadays. It's hard to split them in. You look at him and, and, and the impact he has on, on strikers. He is, for me, strides ahead of any other defender. And that's that's taken into account all the best defenders in the world. the transfer fees, though. Who costs more, a defender or a striker? Yeah, but Mills, it isn't about that, is it? it I know what you're saying. The technical players and the, the, the ones that... that the goal scorers the will win you yeah. the trophies. I'll bet you if you sold Van Dijk today, he'd give any player a run for his money. Well, well, let's look at it from an, another perspective. When Leicester won the league, Kante got player of the year from playing central midfield. He probably scored one goal that season. Ma- and you've, you've got Kane, yeah. who scored 30 yeah. goals, and Vardy yeah. scored 20, 22 goals, or whatever he scored. There was, there was four or five goals. So are you goals. saying it's the ones with the trophies who were... I think he's there on merit. I, I think I, he's I there think, deservedly. I he's, think he's there's he's an element you need. You know, you need to have been successful. You know, mm. in your team, so you need to have won like something a trophy. So I can understand why you know Van Dijk he won that. So Champions why not Mane then? But well, this is the thing as well. It's also not just about your impact and the goals or like doing the, the nice the nicey bits. Why did Van Dijk get voted PFA Player of the Year? His peers have basically said. He's by far and away the best player that they played really against this against, season. Yeah. They, they, you know, Hazard was responsible for fifty percent of Chelsea's goals, goals and assists. He didn't get it. Mane was leading goal scorer joint with Aubameyang, Salah. They didn't get it. Virgil Van Dijk got voted Player of the Year by his fellow professionals because he's by far and away on on in his position, just on the pitch. He's just on another level than everyone else mm. at the and, moment. And so these, these are voted for these these awards by yeah. by journalists and and I, I read that he got three times as many votes as Ronaldo for that award. Yeah. So it wasn't it wasn't James Pierce and all his mates, isn't it? Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Phil G speaks uh, Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think it's it's good for football for a defender to get it. I know there's 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 tons of bias in that because he's obviously our main man. But I think it's good for football that. A defender gets. Didn't uh, Southall get it many years? I'm starting ago? a petition, Mark. I'm not having it. <laughs> We've never had um, it. Neville Southall won. Um, Ballon d'Or. No player of the year. We'll take Ballon d'Or. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. won the Ballon d'Or. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did he no. win a European? It, no, uh, I think for the best player. No? Uh, Everton that season won the Everton Sports Player of the Year. Everton won the Team of the Year that year. I think Neville Southall. He got Player of the Year in some sort of. I think it was the old BBC Sports when that was. Yeah. That was a big thing back in the eighties. I think he won that yeah um sports that was that was a big thing when you won it <laughs> 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 the big thing in the 80s like like neville sotol's muzzy i've still got that on tape leave me alone <laughs> look i think we're going to tuck into our dope pizza guys thanks for listening this week we're going to have the uh, the website articles back on across the park podcast.co.uk view from the blue side and view from the red side is a bit different this season we're going to review month by month opposed to week by week judges back to do that this week and we've also got gary doing the red one and then September, I'm going to get Craig and Terry to give us what, what was hopefully a, a very good month for Everton. And, then, you know, maybe get to get Terry sulking in caps lock. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> no chance. And we're on Radio City on Thursday as well. I'm not too sure who's on it. Is it you, Terry? But it's me on Thursday. You yeah. and Judgy on, on, yeah. on Matt Jones' show at 5pm. There's no, no games this weekend to preview, so we're back next week to preview the Champions League games and also Liverpool will be Newcastle and Everton at Bournemouth. Enjoy the week, guys. We'll see you next week. 